I don't know where I'm gonna take it. I just let the beat tell me what it want me to say. I got you. The, and the beat never tells him to <laughs> say what he be hey, saying. I'm, I'm 20 deep with this dog. I'm feeling. I'm getting my style. I'm getting where I'm going to. Are you? I am. Oh. So you know what I mean? Like it's just mad. Watch, you gonna hear some. Do y'all? Do we judge it afterwards? Do we? Do we? Oh get, yeah, please. Do we please. give him a uh, EBI? Even better if. <laughs> please judge him hey. afterwards. Hey, you gonna be like mission? <laughs> hey, you hey. gotta get him on this mission. <laughs> mission. I got somebody you might want to. You might want to feature. No joke. Mission said he'd be listening to this too. For real? He said he listened to a couple of them. Oh, might want to get him on too. Shout out. Hey, I, you know I already thought about it. Him and I, his wife story. I promise. Oh, oh what? Oh, yeah, oh, both get on. They got divorced and they got remarried. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. Hey. Okay. Got that Snoop Dogg look, feel. Look. I'm just chilling with my crew. And you know what we came to do? We came to talk. I got past the dame and we in the church and we going to sing. Hallelujah. <laughs> Jump back. Get praise. Give it back. Tie your 10%. Get with it or get left out, man. You wanna get it in. Know what I'm saying? I ain't playing, boy. I ain't delaying. When I come through, I got me. I got digs. I got everybody with me when I'm coming through. When you see me, you be with me. And you know me. (laughs) Hey, I was ready to sing, but it wasn't no sing, but you know what I mean? That's just that's just what I do, man. That's a nice little beat, though. Just, hey, just it had a little for, smooth for for forever until the end of time, man. Just don't sing. Nah, I want to <laughs> sing. I, I, I came here to sing. But do you see I, how he closes his eyes? I came like, here. I, I came here to he sing. Like yeah. Zones out for like, a second. It. I came here to sing, and I came here to deliver. But the beat wasn't right. You went the gospel route, and I thought Jesus was with you for a minute. And, and then he just and left. And then he, he like, dipped out. <laughs> Jesus was walking and he was like, let me get back on the boat. <laughs> Jesus was like, it's good, man. You got this. All right, man. Oh. Go, go ahead and start it off and then come around to me. You want to go last is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, going to yeah, do better yeah. with this introduction this yeah, time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, fine. <laughs> uh, welcome to Two Dudes and the Chick. This is Dr. IJ. What's up, y'all? This your girl, Tiffany. It's your boy, Priest D, riding in the caddy. And you know what I ain't going to say about that? Got it. but bring it man introducing man i had to write some things down man because this is a real deal when it comes to me and this dude yeah my little cousin man hey grew up in vallejo california (laughs) light skin hitter (laughs) growing up he always is getting in trouble always getting in fights man and then one day he flipped his life around and gave it to god never looked back true story Hey, look, one day I said, look, dang, let's go have some drinks. He said, nah, I don't drink. I said, oh, this dude playing. I said, let's go to the club. He said, I don't do that no more. And he was for real. And I said, God, dog, he is not playing. Man, he became a, a youth pastor from there. He became an assistant pastor. Young adult to pastor. Young, huh? Youth, young adult. Youth, young adult. No, I'm saying, but now you yeah. a, now he's some a, shit, come man. on, man. Okay. Stick with, yeah. stick with so it, man. You messing up my intro. You messing up my intro. Now he's a, now he's a assistant pastor of the real life church in the Thomas doing big things. My little cousin who used to look up to me, now I look up to him. Hey, I still look up to Pastor Damon Chikino in the building. Thank you. I'm honored to be here. That was a much better introduction. Uh, no, yeah. I'm, I'm working on it, man. Yeah. I'm working so on it. So he yeah. wrote that down. So imagine. No, I didn't write like, it down. I just wrote down some. If uh, he wrote down his uh, lyrics. 
Hey, I've been yeah. saying that, and y'all Maybe be like, "Nah, might. just keep coming." No, no, we ain't discourage you from oh, doing that. Oh, give me that. a beat. Give me a beat the week before. No, no, I'm not. That, <laughs> See, <laughs> but you can pre-write down some lyrics and nah. figure out how to. What beat it goes? Yeah. To. Okay, I'll try that next Maybe. week. I don't know why we're encouraging this. I don't know why either. Anyway, yeah. what's up, Dame? What's up, Welcome nice to the you? show. Man, Finally got here. you in the building. Finally got just had a baby. Congratulations! Congrats! Congrats! Thank you. Little Number. Dominic, how old is he now? He will be six weeks on Saturday. However, wow. he looks like he's already six months. Yeah, he's big he came baby. Out, big papa. <laughs> he <came out> big. <laughs> he's so wow. cute. Yeah. That's dope. This, hey. this is my highlight, man. I've been I've been looking forward to this all all day. For real? Yeah, I told sure Stace, so I was like, man, I feel like I'm about to be on the Breakfast Club. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're like, hey, we gonna get there, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man this, is, this is the beginning. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I just found out you was coming like 10 minutes ago. <laughs> hey, he thought, because I, I be saying my cousin coming through, yeah. he thought you, he thought I was talking about Vital. Okay, yeah. So he like, man, I have my notes ready. It's like a hundred <laughs> of y'all out Yeah, we, we, we did. We have a very yeah. talented yeah, family. Yeah, like, yeah. y'all deep in these streets, so yeah. right. he don't give no yeah, specifics no, other than, cousin. like, it's my cousin. Yeah, I'm like, you know why? Because I kept flip-flopping between you and Vital. One week, I'd be like, Vital, he'd be like, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be there. And then he'd be like, I can't make it. And uh -huh. then I'd be like, dang, what's up? And he'd be like, all right, but after this, after yeah, this, after yeah. that, so... A busy man. Yeah, finally yeah, came down. Yeah. And I stay right down the street, too. Literally. So yeah. it's like, it makes sense. You yeah. know, he stay down the street. Yes. Yeah. You stay on this street, right? Nah, next street over. So you stay next street over. I stay what? Just, just you stay a, like a block and a half yeah, away. Yeah. A jog away. Yeah. 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 Really a jog away. Yeah. yeah. Jog, get here 30 Especially minutes. Especially for me. You see me in the gym? I, oh, man. Yeah. You, look, yeah. Yeah. I, you see, I commented on your IG page. I, I was like, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep it covered. I told him he was looking like Jack. Mortal Kombat. I was in your coat. <laughs> I don't want to have to do too much, man. I'm gonna keep. Uh, it, I'm I see them arms, man. Hey, they they looking trying, big, man. Give me, give me a couple more weeks, and they'd be there. Yeah. I'm actually glad. Well, I thought you were gonna sing because you started off singing a little I bit. I tried. Because then I thought that you were gonna be coming for that king of R&B beef that's going on discussion oh, you know debate. Are you guys up on that right now? What is it with uh, Jacquees? So Jacquees. I don't even know who Jacquees is. Right. That, you know who Jacquees is? Man, I don't. Right. So that, that goes so, more to why this is such yeah. a big deal right now. So on social media right now, the biggest thing is who is the king of R&B? Jacquees is this dude from Miami? Nah. Is he from, from Miami? I think he's from Atlanta. He's from down south somewhere. He's, yeah. he's His voice is hella annoying. Like, he sounds nasal in all of Jacquees his songs. is like, if I went to... A vocal coach, and they gave me the best what they can do. It would sound I exactly got right like now. him. Mm. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Is he if, like a good songwriter or something? Like, <laughs> he do that. Oh. So you probably heard his songs, but I mean, they are catchy. Not. But it don't take much to write a catchy song. And I mean, I feel good. like if if you if you want publicity, what better way to get? Well, he definitely has the it. You know, what he saying the throne. Than he claimed claim the, the throne like verbatim said. But I would also say that right now. I feel like the R&B game is kind of weak. I was just going right. to say that who who even has a throne? Let, let's right. see where you let's see where you at in your R&B. Who would you give? <laughs> let's, who, 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 that's this going to tell me what level you on? Where, where you at with R&B? I mean, so I I would assume Chris Brown would be like that. That's arguable. So it's kind of like this. Like no, the but it, Prince, it's kind of like he like Bobby Brown. No, yeah. it's kind of okay. like Michael Jordan. Oh no, right? excuse me. Uh, uh. The dude, man, I'm I'm really just bring it, man. I got you. I got your back. The That's guy that uh did the uh um he did the Super Bowl commercial. 
He did the Vegas. Uh, he was in Vegas. Miguel. No, no, the other oh, one. Oh, Bruno Mars. Yes. Bruno, yes. Hey. Yeah, I would. I hey, would say him. I, I said Bruno Mars. But Bruno Mars ain't I, really R and B. He is R and B. If he ain't then who? Hold on. This is my question. So you know how in basketball everybody right. says. Michael Jordan is the greatest, yeah. right? So does the same rules apply when it comes to music? It's not who's the best right now, but who is the king of R&B, period. Like most accomplished? Is that how well, you base it on? Well, I mean, I I think based on the context of Jacquees saying he's the king, I think he's talking about like right now. Right now. I base, I base it on in my era. I can't. Well, you can go back and listen to Eric, but you're still not going to get that same feel. Like, James Brown is dope, but I ain't going to feel it how my dad feel James it. James Brown was R&B? James Brown. was soul. Yeah. That's R&B. Yeah. It's just but soul. I wouldn't it was even, soul back. I wouldn't I'm even just, put James Brown I'm not, in that I'm just, I'm just giving a comparison. Like, my dad can say, like, who could he somebody say? Else you like yeah, somebody like, else and you somebody else. Yeah, like, you know what I'm saying? Marvin, like, he sound nice and sound good. Yeah, I like it, but I, I, I'm not going to feel it the same way they feel it in their generation. So I, so I think it's kind of whack when people go that said, deep and they wasn't there. I am the king of R&B for my generation. My generation. And uh, I give him that. Right now, where he going? I, you can't. You can't. I don't take know. I gotta. That. I gotta ask my kid if she know who he is. But I'm saying you can't be king of nothing if if nobody know who you is. But, but they do old, though. You don't know who they is. Okay, but look hey, at this. Look. But, but look at this. Hey, look. Hold on. Let me let me tell you something. I found out. The weirdest thing ever today. Yesterday. Is this off topic, bro? Probably. But it's on topic. (laughs) Look, I'm about to tell you how far you lost because you's going to speak from your generation. And it's going to go left a little bit. I already uh, know. Where, uh, this is going to go completely No, it's not. Left. No, it's not. I already know exactly what he's about to go. Before you go left. <laughs> she knows. But go ahead. Go ahead. Before you go left, let me just say this. If you, if, let's say... We said, uh, I don't want to say Michael Jackson. Let's say I said R. Kelly, right, was the king of R&B. I agree. Okay. But if you are OG. You're not going to say that. You might not say that, but you know who R. Kelly is. Because OGs is vibing and with R. Kelly. And the young people today know who R. Kelly And the young is. people today. So that's what I'm saying with Jack Quick. You saying. R. Kelly. You saying that I'm uh, not a part of his generation, but I'm saying like, I don't even know who this is. But your daughter, your daughter is not listening to R. Kelly. But, but my daughter know who R. Kelly is. Okay. That's you know who Dr. Point. J is. I get what you're saying, but it's still not part of her generation. But I'm saying you can't be the king of nothing if you're not known outside of your generation. Mm. I agree with that. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, go ahead. Take oh, that but tangent. speaking of generation. Go ahead and turn left. No, yeah. no, nah, this is not turn left. Speaking of generation, though, I got something to ask both of y'all fellas. How do y'all feel about circ- getting circumcised? <laughs> did you circumcise your son? <laughs> Yeah, you did. Yeah, you're circumcised. I don't. Yeah. Jumba, you circumcised. Jumba, I don't. No, no. Look, listen, listen. No, listen. I this Is got that a point. A personal question that you could just ask people. I mean, it's asked now. I know it is asked, and he's gonna ask. But I'm just saying, I never don't thought walk that around far. asking Dang. people if they're this circumcised. Cousin, I know, but I'm never prepared. <laughs> no, I I'm told just saying, you, look, I gave you guys a warning. Listen, listen, no, I listen. gave you guys a warning. I mean, I know where he's going with this, but I because she was a there, warning. that's what it related. Are you willing okay. to know where I was going? Are you? Yes. Okay, so all three of us are circumcised, right? right. I am too. If you had a son, you would circumcise him, right? Yeah. He just circumcised his son. Both of my sons are circumcises. Circumcised. But this generation don't circumcise, dog. Yeah.
son is not circumcised. Oh, so now you name dropping. Oh. Well, he's not. It's too late. He's not. But it's cool though. <laughs> look, look. I'm, I'm debating. I'm debating with his mom. Like, look, I, I I'm kind of nervous. I don't want my, you know, son being weird with the elephant trunk. Like, that's not, <laughs> that's not cool. And I was like, I'm trying to tell her. I'm like, free to stop name dropping. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to say like, like let's, let's do it. But this generation also don't Dude, vaccinate. She, no, she trying to tell me that no it's a new wave like that's old school way of thinking and blah 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 dude i googled it we are the minority are, mi- are the minority dude we are in a 20 percentile that got circumcised they and said 80 percent uh, of dudes are 35 that's crazy 35 I, and I under never. 35 and under aren't getting it nah, yeah that they like if god there's like i like, need you to go back to work man yo you're out of time. <laughs> <laughs> You're out of time. Stop, stop being you. <laughs> hey, hey, Jay, what they say, the idol. Hey. Idol mind is the devil's workshop. Hey. Like, I'm going to be like, okay. Hey. Hey, no, that, that messed me up. Though. Like, I'm like. It was a shocker for you. It, it made me like, I, I, I'm damn near debating off what I know. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, dude, like, no, that's You're just not. assuming everybody's getting circumcised. I'm assuming because I was, my kids was, my right, brother was, my right. dad was. And now, like, I'm in a generation that's fading out that ain't right. getting it done. I mean, but like, like I said. To like, go back to what we were saying. Everybody. R&B. Everybody not vaccinating the kids. <laughs> got, no. I got to no. tie it in. Got to <laughs> tie it in. Nah. <laughs> We're not part of that generation. Nah, bro. Hey, that was a terrible tie-in. <laughs> nah. That did Hella not. unnecessary. That did not relate nah, in any I could, way. I could be arguing about how how R. Kelly is the king of R&B to somebody that's 16 years old and was like, no, I agree that, what's his name? Who? Jacquees. Jacquees yeah. is the king of R&B. It's generational, dog. They can, you ain't heard this song, you ain't heard this song, you ain't heard this song. Like, that's how it go. That ain't relatable. They don't want to get my props, dog. Like, <laughs> I don't see how they try to tell me, <laughs> Dang. To, dang, is that relatable? Do you see how I, where I was going with that? I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying. Thank I'm you. trying. Thank you, babe. <laughs> Thank you, uh, babe. Okay, well, we're just gonna we're just gonna leave that where yeah. that is. Yeah. Okay, so Dane, when we have guests, we like to do this like little icebreaker yeah. thing. So I'm gonna say something, and then you respond with the with one word answers first. Okay. Come to your head. Yeah. All right, you ready? Go for it. I enjoy going to church. I yeah. want a million dollars. Ooh, that's a mm. good one. Can you go turn that off? Yeah. Um, I love Stacy. Mm. Quick, that was good. That was yeah. That was good. Yes. <laughs> hey, let her know at the seventeen minute mark. Yeah. <laughs> be listening in. Yeah. I love no hesitation. Stacey. Yeah. I hate. Uh, I'm trying to think. I don't hate a lot of things. I dislike a lot. Um. Hmm. Injustice. Mm. Mm. I feel like right now or however you feel. <laughs> um, I feel relaxed. I am at peace. Mm. Favorite position. Posture of prayer. 
<laughs> that was a trick question. <laughs> <laughs> you got to see what people's minds is at. <laughs> <laughs> That's dope. All right, so Dame, you pastor Dame and everything. So how did you become pastor? Because that sure was not your beginning. Yeah, I tell most Definitely people. Not. <laughs> <laughs> when I was like 22, 23, I thought I was going to be like a real estate agent and a club promoter. I was going to club promoter. You know, I was doing real estate at the time and, mm -hmm. and throwing the parties in, in Oakland. Man. Hey, <laughs> you, what, what, what was our, you know uh, what you sure hey, was? Hey, hold on. We had a business. I Hey, hey, hip-rock entertainment. Wow. Hey, y'all sound like stepbrothers right now. Hey, the parties was banging, though. I completely forgot about that. Hip-rock entertainment. Hey, that's heck of funny. Dame was the brains behind it. You know, I was the money man, the front behind it. Wow. Hey, you're going out there making it happen, dog. We had a couple cool little... Yeah, the biggest one, biggest turnout was for... Clyde Carson uh, at the Rex, I think. But what, what was the, man? I'm, my mind going blank. Uh, I don't know that man. That was over. That was like twelve years ago too. Wow. Yeah. I was just no, what, some of those club pictures. I feel like a oh yeah. What's Clyde Carson? You feel like it? You and the are group. old. Oh, uh, the team. The team. Yeah. We the biggest. We threw a. Uh, they had a show and we had an all white party. Yeah. At the Rex in Oakland. That was the biggest one we threw. Dude, that I completely forgot about that. That is yeah. so funny. Hey, before that though, we was we was club promoting for Uncle uh, <laughs> Uncle Dave. Yeah, Uncle yeah. Dave. <laughs> 707 hey, club. Seven, you ever went to the Seven O Seven Club, dog? Yeah, man, our, this is our senior too. year. Yeah, that was in ninety. I was a senior. He was in the ninth grade. Yeah, I had just started messing with him. I used to get in for free because his mom was at the door. Yeah. We had, My those, had, we had those, pay, those though, baseball hey, shirts, but I got in. And we threw a party, dog. I still that remember one, verbatim when that I was one wearing. had over two thousand people. Over two thousand people wow. there that we promoted. The police came and shut it down, though, didn't they? Nah, that was not the first one, but a couple after. Oh, uh, okay. Go ahead, Dang. Sorry, we took a little. No, no, nah, yeah. <laughs> I what, just forgot. About what was the that? question again? Nah, she was saying like she, to, she was saying yeah. like. Oh, I, I, hold on. I want to say talk about your upbringing to where you at now. I just want to yeah, tell yeah. people your Start testimony, from the man. From the beginning, as far as you can go to to to. Yeah, I know you told the story millions of times. No, I think it can tie into like how do I get to where I was at. Um, I think. Uh, what. 22 23 i think that was when it was a pivotal change for me but kind of going back to when i was young grew up in a christian household um had a loving mom good pops but i, th I think it's safe to say that as i look back i struggle with insecurities like figuring out who i was and you know not, not having i think my biological father around just you know trying to relate to what I thought a man would be, and it, it was times where is my, that in hindsight you noticed that, or you think you looking back, looking back, so like, looking back, yeah, okay. yeah, looking back, just so that probably was like why you acted, yeah, out how yeah, you acted yeah. out at certain yeah, times, trying to because, prove, like looking back, prove at that it. I was that black, you know, I was light skinned, so yeah. all my, was all my are still, still is. very much <laughs> are, <laughs> right? <laughs> you definitely the lightest yeah, yeah. in this world. <laughs> <laughs> you and me is yeah. on opposite <laughs> ends. <laughs> We're reciprocals. Yeah. <laughs> hey, when, when, when I think about you, I think about like how wild you was. Number yeah. one, because I think, do you, let me ask you something. Like, how do you feel about K 
kids kicking with kids that's not in the same age group. Cause you oh, cause were, he was kicking it with y'all. You were that kid yeah. that, that was with kicking the older with, people. Yeah, we are 13 and you was, or let's, let's I was say, four years, so. You four years I'm under? 35. I'm 30. I just turned 30. But I was I was in the ninth when y'all was 12th graders yeah. or seniors. That so makes was, a difference. So that's four that's years behind. Grade yeah. wise, you were four years behind. Yeah. So when we was like in the fourth grade, what? Ninth? Three. You yeah. right. I, d- I definitely think like hanging out with y'all uh, sped up my sexual experiences with the opposite sex in terms of like being more pres- promiscuous and. Mm-hmm. I think that that oh see I was out there being some bad influences. Well, uh, no, but it's not that. It's like it's like being young kids and yeah. just having. So the you think freedom. you you think about a ninth grader compared to hanging out with a twelfth grader or eleventh grader? That's huge. That's I think big. I just started getting into girls at eighth grade. And you and that's the year our senior year is the year that they started ninth. high school ninth grade in yeah. Vallejo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I you was like, out there living your best life with yeah. Them. yeah. So so why they you know my brother and you know other friends I was hanging out with they was you know really going after certain things. I think it it made me focus on stuff sooner than what I should have. Mm. Trying to like identify like man I could be cool like that you mm-hmm. know I, you know that that's that's how I get accepted all that different type of stuff it's interesting you say that because you was just saying that you know when you was a kid just going through that like trying to figure out who you was as yeah, a man yeah. and I think far too often young men like identify their masculinity with promiscuity yeah yeah like the mm. more the more women i can have or yeah. get with and the it's bigger promo- man i am right yeah. and it's promoted yeah. amongst the group you yeah. know exactly that's exactly. all i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah because so. how many numbers you get how many chicks exactly. you make yeah. that, like, that's, 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 like that's the win up. that's the right. defined the win, win yeah. of right. uh, quote-unquote manhood right. and that was, in that yeah. in that setting and the more you could get yeah. it was either it was either you had to prove your manhood that way, yeah. Or you had to prove your manhood by being like super tough, super yeah, hard, gangster, like I yeah. rap. You know like what I mean? Jerk. So, you know, they didn't give us many routes to be able to define. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? What black masculinity yeah. really is. And but, then my 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 dad, which is an amazing man, he's like a hero for me. When I was younger, I didn't view what is a strength now as a strength. Mm-hmm. So his his ability to be forgiving loving compassionate mm. tender-hearted right, right. i thought that was weak mm, right. so growing up i had a strong mom and my dad it took a compassionate man like him to handle Her. a woman like my mom yeah but then i saw things and I, I was like man that's weak so i was like i would never be that so i went to an extreme right right and i found myself really like identifying like like where I there was pride creeping in from that. Like I, I made some inner vows, like I'll never let a woman do that. I'll I'll never get talked to like that. Mm-hmm. So I began to have these walls, which a lot of my problems came from women. And <laughs> 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 so we get we we'll get, we'll get into that part of the story. That's around the corner. Yeah, that's around the corner. I'm I'm trying to build up. We're so, gonna slow play y'all. That's a tease so for everybody out there. Yeah. My my behavior and my actions because uh, I, I was performing for validation right versus right. now that I'm, I'm a man of God I don't have to perform for validation I am validated mm. you know through God like God loves me I could just be who I'm called to be but growing up even though my mom she planted seeds of loving God and doing things the right way I still didn't have that experience of God myself it was mm. more so my mom's experience right, right, right. 
trying to be my experience, but right. I'm not really seeing what you're seeing. Right. Uh, I'm just doing all along, yeah, all this. along, I'm I'm being exposed to like immediate gratification of being validated from like my peers, and I think from having those insecurities as a young person going into junior high and high school, I started to look to, as we said, the few outlets of what masculinity is defined as is whether it's your economic status, your sexual your sexual conquest. Are your 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 friend status? So right, right, you know, right. I started to approach manhood by how many women I can sleep with, um, my financial status, or how many popular friends I had around me who really didn't have my best interests. Right. So I kind of spiraled spiraled from that to like ninth grade, tenth grade, eleventh grade, and while others like you know my cousin and my brother they knew to pull back in some areas like i, I i'm kind of extreme oh this, yeah I, so I, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I didn't want to say that I'm, I'm, but i was thinking dude is extreme it's like, so it can work it can work i could be extreme for god uh, you know extreme for doing the right things or extreme in all the wrong areas so i i really went extreme in all the wrong areas so you know i started getting caught up into like just criminal activity stealing Robin, just all kind of crazy like stuff. No yeah, just no well for reasons of money and you know just whatever, whatever, yeah. whatever I felt like I need if I can get it quick and hustle, I would do it. Now I'm just thinking about like just some of the stories. Like he used to come back and be like, dude, I just I'd be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> you need to tell me how this happened and stop. Like, like, and don't do it again. What did you do? Like. Uh, Oh my God, dude, yeah. like extreme. I'm like, dude, yeah, you gotta relax. Like, this ain't cool. Like, I cannot promote this. Like, you went too far. It's it's a trip though because nobody in the family is really like that, heavy like that. You know what I'm saying? To where you are like following somebody. Oh, well, Uncle so and so is doing yeah, this. Right. You know what I'm saying? saying? Yeah, like yeah, there yeah. was nobody no, in no the influences. Nobody like, in the right. family was promoting like that. that. Promoting that. Yeah. yeah. That he just completely went like yeah. And like, I I think that I mean, I, I believe in generation <laughs> curses. Like if fathers don't deal with issues, those issues mm. can be passed down to their kids. So, you know, my biological father passing when I was two or three and then my mom identifying behaviors in me as a teenager that I never met my dad that she said he had, I think there's certain things that if you don't break, like if certain it's so I believe my son is still a virgin. That's what he told me, mm. <laughs> but <laughs> I broke certain things off of my life so that he can have a better start. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I face things in my life. I conquer things in my life. So now I can, try and break I can that. steward an environment to produce an outcome because, um, I'm stewarding something that I have become versus something I'm trying to tell a kid to do that I haven't done myself. So in mm. a sense, that's breaking a cycle because I broke it for myself. So now I can create an environment where DJ, this is how you win in life. You know what I mean? Right. So there were certain cycles that I didn't even already know, like certain ways that I was already wired. You know what I mean? That, that my father, who my mom married, who is my dad who raised me, couldn't necessarily Relate help me break because he didn't have that biological makeup like I had. <clears throat> it's with so my trip. That's 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 yeah. really deep. It's so trippy. And that's the truth because you know, uh Mark, um his brother, you know, he was locked up for yeah. so long and his, he wasn't years. even raised his kids weren't raised by him, but yeah. they are 
all so much alike. Yeah. And that's just so crazy because it's like it's like you're saying it's in you. Yeah. It's in you. Yeah. I, I I believe people are anointed to raise their own kids. Not not to say that God can't use like a, a uncle or a grandmother. Yeah. But you know, you're that person's parent for a reason mm-hmm. because you you have what it takes to help parent them. So right. because they are a part of you. Yeah, they're a part of you. It's it's things that my son would do that maybe Stacy may not understand. But you get it. But I'm like, ooh, he got that in me. I, 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 was, I see that. That's a trick. I was just having that conversation with my mom yesterday because uh, we was having a real, like, heart-to-heart conversation. You know what I'm saying? And she was giving me some scriptures to read and everything. But I, I had looked at her at some point during the conversation. I was like, what I'm dealing with right now, you ain't never dealt with. Yeah. So you're giving me advice based off of your experiences yeah. through life but I was like I need you to understand you ain't never really walk this walk way. Yeah. this path that I'm walking right now yeah and I was like unfortunately the person who has walked the path that I'm walking right now like our communication ain't there for us to be able to sit down face to face and be like all right pops like get some wisdom from like, some experience. let me talk yeah. to you, you know what yeah. I'm saying like usually when I talk to my pops about things it's after I figured it out yeah. So then we like comparing notes. Like, yeah. you figured it out. I figured it out. Let's yeah. let's yeah. compare notes on <laughs> to yeah. see who you yeah. know to be. Yeah. But when I'm going through it, yeah. he's not much of a help. And I was just telling her yesterday. I was like, yeah, keep praying, keep giving me. Like, I appreciate all this wisdom. Yeah. But I was like, just understand, you ain't walked this particular path. Yeah. And, but- and when I said when I broke it down like that, she yeah. was like. I got you. But yeah. if, if you know you can't get it from your mom and your dad probably walked that path, why wouldn't you? Why wait until you figure why, it out? Why, why would you try to figure out yourself instead of talking to your pops? Well, just in terms of my pops, just we don't communicate well when it comes to things like that. Mm-hmm. Right? Because the one thing that my pops doesn't understand just from years of, of just dealing with him is he understands that we are like. <laughs> Right. He understands that there's part of him that's just in me. And he's seen that in me since I was a kid. Right. But he thinks that I'm just naturally able to overcome those things because I was born in America. So I think he ties a lot of his, you know, issues to him being kind of an immigrant coming over, having like a rough childhood where with me, he's like. You got it. Oh, easy. you got it easy. Right. Like you <laughs> have all the advantages to you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't went through nothing. So he almost be like, Oh, I expect you to be able to overcome these things without even having to work towards overcoming them. So it is just a little bit of a barrier there. But yeah, man, I, I you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, Mom, we was just having that conversation yeah. yesterday. Yeah. Cause yeah, I mean you you can like like you said with some of you guys' uh nephews. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the issues that my dad had that I didn't know, womanizing, hustler, angry, you know, you know, volatile at times. I didn't know who he was, but those things were in me. So there's certain things that and and if you don't have uh, a line of communication with a a biological parent, I do believe that that's where God can begin to bring in Mm -hmm. people who may not be your parents, but can relate, but can relate, you know, because yeah, like, like that has that similar experience. And I believe some of the best places to find those type of people, in my opinion, is at church. You know what I mean? That's, that's where I got my help from where, 
now I could look back on my man, my father, my, my, my dad now that raised me is an amazing man. But it took for me to get to this place to appreciate a man like that because I, I didn't understand that. You know what I mean? Um, because him and I are kind of different, mm-hmm. but yet God placed him in my life so I can kind of glean from him. So a lot of what he did when I was younger, I'm using that wisdom now. But <laughs> when I was younger, I needed somebody to kind of help break some things in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that I that I just have to allow uh, life to break over me. <laughs> hey, I, I'm laughing because I'm like, hey, Gail will break some things in you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Like yeah. I hear y'all talking, and I always tell Tiff, like, you know, I raised my nephew from yeah. kindergarten to he's 19 right now, yeah, trying yeah. to get into the military. 19, 20. Yeah. yeah, and I always tell Tiff, like, I don't know, I can't read this boy. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Yeah, what's going? And just hearing you talk made me think of like, yeah, him. Yeah, right. That's crazy. Like, I wonder what his dad. Like, if his dad been in the corner, I'd be like, that's his dad, right? There. <laughs> like, exactly talk to the your same. son. Like, yeah, we was we was talking about that today. For real. Yeah. You know, I also thought too with you working with him, I was like, this probably will be that's really what I said. good. For I talked him. to I talked to you, gentlemen, about that. Oh uh, yeah, like, yeah, I was we, like, we spent like, I want to say about a good five to six minutes, just really, just kind of just touching the ice of that today just like the whole pops and you know what i mean the yeah, whole he can relate to you because you, you grew up without a dad yeah. like uh, i grew up with parents you never met him yeah he did mm-hmm. so I, I see i didn't i didn't i never knew that right and we just you know we were just talking about it. i was like man i was like there's another you out there right. you know what i mean i was like you gotta know that like and i was thinking to myself like just in terms of some of the things that we've been talking about i was like it's a man out there that probably is exhibiting all of these behaviors that we might be confused about. <laughs> There's somebody out there that's just doing like that. the exact same thing. <clears throat> and if we only could just reach out and touch him, yeah. like it would help us out so much more. But we was we just had that convo today. Sometimes it takes a village. Like yeah. where maybe one person can't relate. I do think there's tools that anybody can learn mm-hmm. to help someone who would not you can naturally relate to, but you can learn to relate to yeah. and create a safe place to where they can be vulnerable. Right. I think, Everybody I think there's tools. Can, like, yeah. You can learn certain practical tools. Things yeah. To a particular person. Yeah, definitely. Well, back, back to your path, man. My bad. Like uh, said, nah, we take, we take we detours. Hey, 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 I'm cool with detours, man. Sometimes. You know? Yeah, just work with us. Just work with us. No, I'm with you. But that's why I brought up my, I think, my 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 behavior as an adult came from my unhealed issues as a child. Okay. I think when you heal the boy, the man will show up. So I was making mm. boy decisions as a alleged man because I didn't heal those boyhood issues. Mm. So I think a lot of the misbehavior that we see people make as an adult is directly related to things that you didn't heal as a boy. You didn't heal as yeah, a child. Yeah, so you you know, so for me there was a lot of like so my detour and all the decisions I made really came from wounds that I, I didn't really know I had there and didn't address and was left undealt with. So there was this huge wound that I look back of affirmation. Um, I mean, cause if you think about it, every human being lead, needs love right. and love is wrapped in affirmation, validation, also correction and those different types of things. It comes in, it's not just in one form. It, it comes, comes in many in different many forms, different but the form that I needed it most was it was okay to be light skinned. It was okay to be who I was. So I got I got teased a lot. You know to what I mean? Light? 
for being light. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Light was an Casper. Powder. Listen, though, you were a little light. Back in the day, though. I never knew light skinned people were Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, but you were. You were a little paler. Yeah. I mean, even now here, even though I'm super good looking, I didn't realize how good looking I was till I accepted. Till I embraced cousin. Until I got saved and God was like, according to Psalms, there's a there's a scripture in Psalms I read that it says you're beautifully and wonderfully created. And I, I embraced that. And I was like, man, I am kind of good looking guy. Good job. Lord, you did a good job on me. Hey, I always felt like, like, like Drake said, like. I'm light skinned, but I'm still a dark. <laughs> That's how I always feel about you. Like you a light skinned, like you know what I'm saying. Yeah, Compared yeah, to I, nice, I got like, dark yeah. dudes, just wild and yeah. That's how I always feel about you, like a yeah. light skinned, dark skinned dude. But it, it, people can't be wild. Nah, it's just it's just a number one. He light skinned and he pretty, but he act like a like you know what I'm saying. When back in the days, he used to act wild. Like it don't it don't. You just, it, it comes off like, it, it forms of it was fake. It was me trying to prove no, I, my I, black I, masculinity. I, 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 I know yeah. a lot of it was studio, yeah, but you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, because I know you, but I know yeah. a lot of well, people bought sense. into it. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? To prove, like, I was I'm trying to prove black, that I was I'm black. A man. man, you know what I mean? So, again, that goes back to the love I needed was affirmation. And I think a lot of wounds that grown men have come from, like, their father wounds. You know, a lot of we're, this is a very fatherless generation, and yeah. and, and so, so where there's have daddy issues too. yeah, where there's fatherlessness, oh, I think sure. hey, you got me not talking. I'm just looking yeah. at him like, <laughs> like, sure. like he giving the sermon. Like yeah, sure. <laughs> 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 I have yeah. I have issues. Preach, brother. Uh, you got daddy issues. I have issues loving people. But you think it's because of your dad? It's directly related to my dad. For sure, yeah. Wow. I've, I've always come from our dad. I've always known that. But you know what? To me, dog, like, I see what you mean, but I don't know. For some reason, I, I, I see through that. What you mean? Like, like you could be tough, but I know you hella loving. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, no. like I know, like, I don't know if you just accepted, like, just said, I love this dude. But at the same time, like. I feel the I love feel from what you. you saying, yeah, I, I mean, like you're capable like, of loving. Like, I, I know he yeah, loves yeah. his daughter. Yeah, like I don't, I don't have issues with love, but like, like being able to be vulnerable mm-hmm. within that love, I have a lot of difficulty. Okay. Even like, even with y'all, right? Like y'all have heard me say it, say it before. Like, it's certain things that y'all invite me to that I'm like, I can't come to that. Because I start feeling vulnerable by the fact that I'm spending too much time with y'all family. So I have to say, okay, like Sunday, like, oh, I, I don't need to be there Sunday. I need to maintain that distance. You know what I mean? Because I can love them, but that that extra step of vulnerability, and I know that's directly related to my dad from all those many times where I was just like being vulnerable. Open. Yeah, exactly. I was about and saying, you got, so worried about it not being reciprocated. Like it's not, a, it's not even a worry about it. Be, like I don't even, it's just a, uh, without even thinking. A, yeah. It's just a natural reaction right now. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, where, I mean? Cause you were being vulnerable with your dad and your pops didn't validate that vulnerability. Right, so right. you were trained. Yes. yes. To to that like wall. that's, that's, that's yeah. it, it. You weren't trained that I was okay. Yeah. It was more so like, yeah, you tripping. So exactly. then you carry that in exactly your connections with anybody else. So I have to be overly conscious now and tell myself, 
It's cool. Hey, bro, you tripping yeah. right now. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I, I have to push through those barriers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I, I definitely agree. You know, niggas be having daddy issues too. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Absolutely. And I think our generation has internalized some of those daddy's issues. I, I, I commend our generation because I think we have taken – on the challenge of being fathers. Oh heck yeah! Are trying. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's coming trying, back around. Yeah. Yeah. it's coming like, back around. Like yeah, definitely. It's coming back I'm around. seeing more active dads. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm seeing dads be more better parents than some moms. Yeah, like, hey, I was like, talking okay. to somebody about that. I'm like, yo, I don't know too many deadbeat dads. I don't know if it's my circle. Yeah, but I don't know. I think too our many generation dads took that, that ain't challenge. like. Yeah, our circle back. are heavy in their kids. Yeah. But I also think because is it because Jay Z made it cool? No, <laughs> <laughs> Jay Z made being a dad cool. Like hey, he man, talked got, about I, it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I gotta have a little blue. You know what I'm saying? I gotta be there. You know, let, let, let somebody in culture make it look cool. Hey, you know? that's real. I ain't mad. That's a good. That, hey, that that's is cool. That's what it takes. No, I, feel yeah. it. I feel it. But you know, you think about it. Moms provide nurturing. Nur- they nurture. It's a balance. Warmth yeah. and dads. I think the way God created it was that dads help give us the identity, the, the affirmation. So when, when we don't get that, we look for it. And, mm-hmm. you know, so we look for it in a, a male figure that we think, think is like a father figure. So for me growing up, I didn't get I, I, my dad since I didn't see his behavior as that's that's awesome. Like you're loving, you're forgiving. That's masculine. I looked at it as weak. I didn't allow his affirmation to be enough. So right. you, you know, you, hey, you know it's crazy. Weak. Like I'm gonna get this affirmation mm-hmm. somewhere else. You, you ain't give me what I think I need. Yeah, I'm like I don't. That's that's what being a man is. Like, what, yeah. what you talking about, like dads? Like I be thinking about what my dad always tell Tiff. Like, you know, my dad was an excellent provider, uh, quiet, and just keep to himself. You could drive to Africa with my dad. And if you don't say nothing, he ain't going to say nothing. <laughs> and if you get to say, like, hey, so what you think? He's like, I'm just chilling. Like, he have a whole conversation yeah, yeah. with you, but he ain't going to engage. Yeah. And I used to think that was so whack. And I was like, I ain't going to be nothing yeah. like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm cool off that kid. Yeah. Like, like, I love him, but, like, I don't like the way he act. Yeah. And now I act just like dude. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll be fighting it. Like, like I'll, I'll be fighting that, like. I'm going to have a better relationship with my kids. Yeah. And that's why I try to make sure I do everything based off my relationship with my kids. I want a better relationship than I have with my dad. Yeah. So do that mean I got daddy issues? I, I, but why do you think that you are just like him? I, I'm providing wise. Like my, I feel like my dad, like I got a wife that a stay home, like my life base, like the foundation of it is really like my parents, mm. like three kids, stay at home mom, Dad go out there to bust his butt to do anything to maintain what he got. Mm-hmm. The only difference is when my dad got home, he was like, yo, I'm going to bed. Yeah, like, he was out. He right. checked going out. To bed. Yeah. yeah, he check out. That's yeah. the difference. He check out. So my goal always is like, I'm not checking out. I don't I don't think that's daddy issues. I think that's I you identify what your dad did good and you identify where he kind of came up short. Yeah, but the crazy thing, yeah. like, I don't. I don't, I don't feel like he feel he came up short. I don't I don't feel like he came up okay. short. Because okay. remember like, he I said, just, I said to you that I feel like he, he gave you oh, what you what needed. Said. Because yeah. if you talk to Cole, like her he, experience with her dad would be completely different yeah, than yeah, his that's, that's and probably yeah. Danny's. Yeah. So I said he gave him what he needed and he yeah. didn't really, I don't feel he needed 
or was fiending for more love and more attention. Like he gave him what he needed. If he needed it, he would have gave you more. Possibly. I yeah, think he yeah. gave him what he wanted. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. cause I don't think you have daddy issues, honey. I yeah. concur with what y'all saying, but like at the same time, I don't I know. Do you? I mean, do you think you got daddy issues? I don't think I got daddy issues. I just think I. It's weird, dog. Like it's it's kind of weird to explain. You have like, your dad's I mean, work it's, ethic. It's okay to critique your parents. No, I ain't got no problem with it. You know it. what I'm saying? I'm, it sounds like, like you more like you're critiquing things that you didn't necessarily like and you doing it differently. Yeah, I didn't like that. I got to reach out to you to right. say what's up. Like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It was it was like, "You good?" Like, "Yeah, I'm good." Yeah. Okay. I, I'm out. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like, "Dang." I like, I definitely think parents like we we gotta stay on the active pursuit of engaging our kids exactly and that's my especially thing. And, today and yeah age. and then yeah. i i mean i'm so i'm a firm proponent or not firm proponent a firm believer of that when you if you have work a, a, a long day like when you come home i feel like you can't check out you like can't that, that's a, yeah. that's another like you gotta give that, it one more you gotta give it one more goal like no matter yeah. how tired you can't you are. no matter how like, tired i try to like me and tiff like i that's like one of the things yeah. we try to stay firm to like come home we're gonna read together yeah we're gonna chill no tv till 7 30 yeah and then while you eating while you you watching tv while you eating that's your yeah. tv time then it's time to go to bed yeah i'm trying to be engaged that's super and important know my man. kids is as good as i can right? yeah right yeah, because you you building that, that, that you're building a bond with them, yeah. and while they're young, and, and you know that it's the best time to build bonds. Like, yeah. but I feel like that's yeah. what my mom did, though. Yeah, like you know, what I'm it's saying? it's it's good. I think, in my opinion, it's good when both parents do it. They yeah. both pursue it. I agree. And obviously, if if one parent is deficient in doing one thing right, other parents step up. But I think at some point, that's where parents got to challenge the other parent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I I challenge my wife. Like, hey, I kind of feel like. DJ getting left out the loop, or she may challenge me like, "Hey, I feel like you being a little too hard," mm-hmm. and yeah. I just think that that's good spousal support about raising your kids. Yeah, the husband and wife. But I definitely, I don't, I don't think just because a man provides. Not saying you said that at all, but yeah. I, I don't think, it, I don't think it's fair just because you provide that gives you a that's legitimate right to, to check out. out. Yeah, hell, mm-hmm. nah, that, that was the that's that was that's like the, that was the model. Yeah, that, but that's you know what I'm saying. That's yeah. why I was telling Tiff, I was like, they from that generation. Yeah, yeah that was like, the model. That's, that's why I was saying like, his, his dad, like perspective for some people is like that's 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 good. Like, you, got, you got you got. You got everything you need. Like if I say, Dad, I need this. Boom, there you go. Yeah, Dad, yeah. I need bop, bop, bop. Like yeah. no what problem. What more no. do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, that's how he, like, I didn't feel like that's what he was saying, but like like that's like yeah. like anything, Dad, I need to go twenty dollars from me. It's in the cabinet. Go ahead and get it. Yeah. Like, I, you know what I'm saying? I, I try to approach it like and I'm not perfect at it all. Like I think a lot of my father wounds was healed once I got to know God for myself. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, God is always present. Like like whenever I need to talk to him, whenever I need to pray. Whenever I need a vent. What got you to that point? So what got me to that point was obviously, again, young age dealing with uh, affirmation issues and rejection issues. So mm-hmm. living a life of trying to get approved and validated, I got to a place to where, like, as you guys know, 22, 23, well, I was just really making a lot of bad decisions. And a lot of my bad decisions was, like, going into a lot of cycles of defeat. You know what I mean? So winning looking like I'm winning in one aspect of life, but internally losing in some, a lot of areas of my life. So although I may feel like I was winning financially in some areas or winning with like this bad chick in this area, just really not winning internally, not happy with myself. 
And then for making bad decisions, like the consequences of those decisions, whether it's finding out I got a kid at 19 that's already three years old. You're only 19? Yeah, like 19. You know what I mean? Like that that came from wilding out when I was 16 and 17. And then like going to jail. You know, for yeah, wilding yeah. out for making bad decisions of hustling and trying to, you know, a shortcut bad the process. I made one time is letting you borrow my chain. Oh <laughs> my god, that was a bad decision. You know he tells his hey, story. I paid you back though. <laughs> I paid you back. You know he tells. His I gave story. some cash. It was it was like half cash, oh half my Xbox. Gosh. And I gave him more Xboxes <laughs> that was worth more. I like, him, like I let him borrow a chain. And I'm I sure you've like heard this story already. It wasn't twenty five hundred. I thought it was like eighteen. Okay, let's say eighteen. <laughs> twenty five hundred sound better. Like, you know what I mean? And look, I never used to worry. He worried so much that people thought it was his chain. And when I put it on, they be like, yes. "Oh, you got dang chain on." Huh? <laughs> this man called me April Fools. Oh, was it April Fools? April Fools. He dang. called me and said, "Hey, B, I, I got in a fight in Frisco and I lost your chain in the middle of the scuffle." I said. All right, man. I hung Dang. up on him. He called me back. This ain't April Fool's, man. I'm out here right now. I hung up. He called me back. B, for real, for real. But he paid me back, though. Yeah. He gave me, like, four Xboxes and... I gave you, like, 800 in cash with, with like, three I, Xboxes or something? I say that, yeah. I, I, I give you that. That's yeah. A, and at the time, Xboxes... Yeah, yeah I was going to say, <laughs> he won. Like, I, yeah. I wanted to make sure he won to show him that I was sorry. <laughs> uh, but he still came out winning. I, I wanted the cash. I'm like, I got hella Xboxes. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. But, Thanks. You know, you gotta sell them half off because ain't nobody gonna buy them full price. But you know, it is what it is. That's I funny. just wanted to tell that story. Yeah. Go ahead. Um. But yeah, just just a series of bad decisions, and I was making decisions where I was like, this ain't really what I want to be. You know, because I always had the conviction of right and wrong, but just kind of ignored it and it just got to a place to where I realized that I don't need to ignore it but I for me I needed the consequences to let me know that when you ignore that right and wrong voice this is what happens hit you right in your butt like sit down think about it yeah what's one of the biggest things that um got you in the situation you was in um scamming hustling like so that you know, when I got caught up into all that, that hustling and, mm-hmm. you know, credit card stuff, fraud and all that, that, yeah. that led me to kind of spiraling because I was making so much money doing it mm-hmm. that where I just was kind of getting sloppy in how I was doing it. Uh, but I'm glad I didn't become successful at it because if I was successful at it, then you would have went extreme. I, 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 I would have went extreme and just been Kept the best going. version of that I could have been. <laughs> and got deeper and, and got deeper and then and consequences would have got harder and heavier when I would have yeah. got caught because you eventually going to get caught. So yeah. I was glad I got caught so early and it was just a ripple effect. I think, you know, <clears throat> finding out I had a son when I was 19, that kind of dealt with my heart a little bit because I was really contemplating being a deadbeat. Like, <laughs> wait, <laughs> hey, that's a real thought. Hey, I appreciate you telling the truth. Seriously, that's a real thought. Hey, no, no, let me tell y'all something. Look, hey, you was like nineteen. Yeah, hey, 19? hey look, I didn't realize he was like, and yeah. he was coming around with a little DJ, right, looking dead on him, I mean, like replica, exactly the same face. Yeah, and I'm like, hey, that's you. Hey, don't say that. We ain't took no test yet. <laughs> I was hot. Hey, hey, my auntie like, this is my little grandson. He's like, Mom, that, hey, we got way too more weeks. I was in denial. 
I was hot. My you, mom. You seen his face though, right? I, to me, I was so much in denial. I was like, this, this can't nah, be this it. can't be it. Because I was like, 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 I want to preface this so it don't like be misconstrued. Um, my son's mom is 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 awesome. Um, she's married. Awesome guy. Just we're we're in a blessed situation. But at that time, right. I knew I wasn't trying to get married. So I was like, I don't, you know, my mind's like, yeah. this ain't somebody I'm going to marry. Like I wanted to have a kid by the person I was going to marry. There's like, no parts of this. That's where my thought process was. So I was just like, nah, this can't be how I'm going to have my kid. You know what I mean? So I just, I was in denial and I, I just thought about being a Debbie, but you know, for <laughs> you guys know, I have three. great parents. Yeah. Yeah. My it mom, wasn't gonna yeah, it wasn't going to happen. He was going to be the one looking real crazy because yes. he was going to be around gonna be every, every function. And he was going to be looking crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I just ain't going to show up. So <laughs> I think that was a very pivotal moment of me leaning towards, you know, where I'm at now. So kind of finding out he was my son not having no bond at all like i didn't have no type of love like it just three. it wasn't there yeah. instant dad like oh, I, yeah that three year old like, oh. it's yeah. like this your kid He's i mean three. to be honest i don't think i even loved myself enough to learn how to love someone Somebody else, else. Yeah. so right. it just wasn't i didn't love myself properly because i was doing stupid stuff so but to you, now bring a like kid Tell end of it though, wasn't it? Nah. No. Oh, nah. 19. Oh, it was right. my my. Let's just say my. Con- I was woke. Mind. You know what's that, that that term we use? Woke. My conscience was woke, oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah. I wasn't living to the highest that I right, knew it was yeah, good. Yeah. Um. So I remember uh praying to God like, and I ain't talked to God in a long time. Like me and God, like I was doing some crazy stuff that I'm like, dang, God ain't trying to talk to me, <laughs> which is not true. God, no matter what situation you're in. God is always open for a conversation. Were you intentionally not trying to talk to him because you know you was doing wrong? I, I feel like I was just, in my heart zone. was so hard. I was so in the sin zone mm. of like r- running through women, uh, trying to make money, trying to be the man, trying to live up to the status. You know what I mean? Trying to be this image that I learned through TV and very misogynistic in my views. So I, I didn't even, God didn't come in. But when I found out I had a kid, it was like a little resuscitation of God came back into my heart like, oh, snap, like, dang. Right. Oh, what is this? Oh, it's getting real. Oh, dang. And that I, I remember my mom just saying something that just really stuck to me. You won't have a blessed life if you don't take care of your kid. Mm. And as small as that is, and to other people, that wouldn't hit them, but that penetrated yeah, my heart. That's deep. I was like, dang, I won't be blessed. Man, turn that into a slogan. <laughs> Hand it out to all these niggas in the street. You will right. not be blessed if you don't take care of your yeah, kid. Yeah. Like, yeah, take care of your kid. It's that simple right yeah. there. Yeah, so uh, for me, that that stuck with me. Like, I was like, ah, man, I don't want to be that dude that won't have a good life. So I, I just remember, like, having a convo with God and, and saying, Lord, I have no love for this kid right now. Mm. Like, you're going to have to help me. Like, wow. I'll do everything a dad is supposed to do, but I'm doing it out of, like, routine. Right, right. And then that's kind of where I realized that I was actually, I was faithing my way into doing something that I would, I'll, I'll explain in a little bit, that I eventually get got the love for. So I was just doing what I felt a dad was supposed to do. And I had a great example with the, the man that my mom married, Lou, which is my dad now, great, phenomenal guy. He yes. gave me a good example. So I just did everything he did for us. And... Oh. I remember one time where uh, his mom was picking up uh, my son up and she she was like, uh, he stayed the weekend or the week with me and then he finally was getting picked up. And I, I remember almost 
about to cry because I didn't want my son to leave. Aww. And I felt in that moment, not that it was an audible voice, but I felt. I love this little dude. Yeah, well, what, it was that, <laughs> but I felt like something said that I answered your prayer. You now have the love a father oh, should have for his son. Mm. And that, you I was like. Than love. So that was a moment where I felt like God kind of talked to me where I was like, oh, he hears my prayers. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? In spite of all this crazy stuff I'm doing, he's, he's still, still he's still responding to me like he's yeah. never not responding to me. This whole notion that I'm so bad that God won't respond to me. That's a lie. God is always there. He was always present. Um, So that was like waiting on you. Yeah, he that was a, a ripple. And then from there. I was like 19. I still was doing my thing, like illegally illegal stuff. And I remember from the time I was 19, I'm gonna speed it up. The time I was 19, about 23, I went to jail a couple times. Mm. First time I went, did that Hail Mary prayer. God, if you get me out of this, <laughs> yeah, I'll never do it again. I'm changed. Hey, he, hey, he got me out, and I think it was about a week later. <laughs> I'm back at it. Hey, nah, this is what he used to do. <laughs> he, used to be like, he used to come in, he'd be like, I ain't doing that no more. I'm going right. straight. He'd get a Bible and be like, hey, y'all read up in the Bible and say it. I'd be like, you for real? He'd be like, yeah. And then a week later, he'd be like, hey, but I had to just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> there, was like, there was a conflict in my soul. Like, I yeah. was like, I was being tugged, and I, I did that back and forth for a uh, a few years where I was like, I ain't sleeping around with no more. I'm I'm yeah. I'm being celibate until I get married. Oh and then God. I go to the club and then what's the word we used to use? She choosing. <laughs> she choosing. She choosing. She choosing. You know, they'll be choosing. She I'm like, ah. I had to, uh. I'll be like, so, you guys are just gross. Yeah. So that that happened and then it was just one last time where I was Always the last yeah, time. Yeah, it was it was really the last time where I was doing something illegal and I got caught and I just I knew this was like one that I was gonna go down just for a, a long one. time. Like I was like, dang. They got me. Yeah, they got me on this got one. Got him. And my prayer in that situation wasn't like God get me out of this. It was just like I surrender, God. Like I'm I'm tired of this. Like, you know what I mean? You, what yeah. you talk about? What you what you Yeah, got let, me, let me, I'm gonna just sit down and I'm just going to I do got some time. soul reflection. And I remember um, in that season of my life, I really start reading my word while I was in jail. Never knew when I was going to be a preacher. That That's still not even on my radar. I'm just like, okay, when I get out, whenever I get out, I can just go be legit in real estate. I can, you know, I've always been a good salesman. And I remember uh, having those thoughts. And then uh remember meeting up with my lawyer and all that stuff and, I was guilty, so I wasn't trying to hire a lawyer. I was just like, I'm guilty. And I remember they cut out a deal for me to where if I plead guilty, I can do one year. And so I was like, cool. So I did that deal. And I'm giving you guys a real, real short, short, short version. Uh, I did that deal. And when it came down to like finalizing that deal, the judge was like, you know what? I know we made the deal, but, you know, I'm just not sure you learned your lesson. So. See if I want to make an example out of you or not. Wait, it's it's eerie that you telling this, bro. Because I told them when I was in Texas, yeah, and I cut my deal. Yeah, the judge looked at me and was like, "It's too sweet." Right, like, like yes. it's too sweet. Yeah, like nah. So he crazy, at, I mean, they just can hold that. Man, I was like, can they I do that? Like, hold on. Yes, they <laughs> can. Bro, my butt cheeks cool. He said that to yes. me. I was like, if you blink <laughs> the wrong way or look the wrong way. 
their was, life is in your hands like, essentially and and i remember to this day he was like it's too sweet but if i ever see you Ooh, again yeah oh you got a butt yeah, yeah. you got i didn't get yeah, a butt i got a butt i got a butt <laughs> i didn't get a butt <laughs> so the so if if i didn't plead for the deal i would have did like 6 years wow um, in prison so the judge says we're not doing the year we're going to keep the 6 years going and i was like <laughs> Did your heart drop? I was like, "What?" Like, excuse me, say what? Like, what? Because I already had managed my expectation. Like, For I can year, do a got year your mind right. Like, in I county, I did county time nah. before. Hey, they sent you to Quentin first. Remember the first like no, three, but, four months? Yeah, but that I was before. This is what happened to lead up to that. Oh, okay, my yeah. bad. Dang, you just messed up the story, uh, my bro. Bad, my bad. <laughs> you just. Hey, I was trying to get. Yeah. I was trying to set it up. So I already had did some time in, in, in county and you know, sometimes doing time is not good because then you can be like, oh, I got this. It's so I, my county time was like, it's not that bad. So if I if I get caught, I'll do county year. I'm cool. So that was my mentality. Like when I got the deal, I was like, I'll do a year, which is really nine months. I'm good. Mm. Can't hold, can't hold a good player down. <laughs> no, nah, I was, I wasn't thinking that. <laughs> I was like, nah, I'm taking God serious. So, the judge was like, I hear the deal. We're not, we're gonna hold that deal. We're gonna keep the six years sentence pending over you. And what I mean by pending is, we're gonna send you to San Quentin for this, like a 90 day observation. And in that observation, we're going to figure out if we want to give you the six years or if we're going to Ooh, consider the year. I know that part. And oh I was like, gosh. I was like, what? I was looking at my lawyer like, can they do that? And he they like, was like, the judge can, he, he do, can whatever do whatever he wants. <laughs> hey. Hey, he's looking at you like, yeah, so, just don't say nothing. <laughs> mind you, in this whole process, like, like I'm really taking God serious. Like, I'm, I'm going after God, reading my word. And I'm really mad at myself because as I'm reading the word of God in there, I'm realizing that what I thought was a book of rules is really a a, a love letter. Talk. Mm. Hey. Look. I, look, look, I, look. I, look. What? Hey. <laughs> what happened? Remember, I, hey, hey, you already know where I'm going. Back to that episode. Look, 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 last, about. Like last week or week before, I <laughs> yeah. said, look, I was talking about some, I'm, 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 oh, I'm going to speed it up. Yeah, yeah, no, go for it, go for it. I'm up. But I, I told them, I was like, look, Mind you, he had this epiphany at 38. <laughs> don't matter, dog. Like, hey, you only I, 37, honey. Don't, don't give me that year. God going to come when he going to come. Like, you know what I'm saying? But I was telling them, I'm like, yo, like, I was just saying, like, what would older Brandon say to younger? Mm. You know what I mean? It's a good if, question. If, if, if my age right now, how would I guide myself? Yeah. And then I was just telling them, like, I said, I'm speeding up the whole thing. And I was like, and then I realized... That's what the Bible is. Yeah. He's telling us everything that that can go on in this room. Yeah. Like if you follow this dude, this yeah. will happen. You follow it's this dude, facts. this will happen. You follow this dude, this will happen. Yeah. Well, you said love letter, but I, it just made me yeah. think of that. Yeah. But um, go ahead. Yeah, no worries, man. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember reading the Bible, which I never really did. And I always looked at it as a a, a, a book of rules. Wait, hold on. But that's pause. what you said when you say you looked at it, a book of rules. I yeah. was like, man, it's a book of life. Like yeah. it's a book that. I tell Wait, you. hold on. Is this? Are you in Quentin right now? I'm no. I'm, I'm just speaking of like before I'm going to Quentin. I was okay. reading my word, okay. and I, you know, yeah. So in county. Yeah, in county. So I'm I'm thinking I'm like like I'm like all right, I'm I'm going after God. So I, I 
you assume if you're going after God, those type that type of news ain't gonna happen. <laughs> you, you like God gonna give me some mercy and grace. Um, so I just I just brought that part because I think it's just just good because that's a big pivotal part of my my transition was me reading the Bible. Like mm-hmm. I found God. Some people find God in other ways. I found God by reading just reading the Bible, and I read it. And I, I began to see that it was actually a love letter from God to his to his kids. And I began to not look at it as a book to control people. I realized it was a book to show me how to live freedom, live in freedom and manage my freedom. Mm-hmm. So although, yes, I have the freedom to have sex before marriage, is that freedom bringing me freedom, which it wasn't. And I realized that God was like, this is what freedom looks like. So some of these guidelines is to protect your freedom and when you live outside of these guidelines, you start you start to destroy or deteriorate your freedom. And what what looks like freedom sometimes is bondage. And what looks like bondage sometimes it is freedom. So for me, um, sex outside of marriage, sleeping with multiple women, that looked like freedom to me. Mm-hmm. But it was actually bondage disguised as freedom. And then like living a life where like I'm honoring my sexuality by giving it to God and not just giving it away to everyone and giving it to a special person like my wife till I got married that looked like bondage to some people but it's actually freedom Freedom. so I began to realize that and why I said all that was I was going after things that I thought would bring me freedom but it was actually bondage disguised as freedom so I was chasing what I thought was freedom but I was falling into bondage because it really wasn't freedom it was bondage all along and what I was running away from, which was like things that I learned from my dad, God was showing me that you have freedom all along. You just didn't know it was freedom. Mm-hmm. And reading the word just kind of tied these experiences with me. Yeah. So I went to San Quentin and that's when like I felt like I graduated in my Christian levels. <laughs> like, you know, if you get special powers, like, I feel like. Like, you know, I went from level two to like level level eight. Yeah, yeah you leveled my, up. Yeah, huh? yeah, I leveled level, up. So level Quentin up. was a little bit different than County? Oh, it was it like I'm no, not I putting two on the ten. Like <laughs> it was everything the movie says it is. <laughs> for me in my experience. Like people people were getting raped in there. Dang. Um Dude. guys were getting hit with like locks in a sock and their faces being split open. Wow. Um I was like, dang, this is like a this is hey. this and and then um, no judgment, but the homosexual pop- uh, population in there was huge. Oh, really? Like generations before mine's homosexuality, you know, obviously in prison was a little bit more frowned upon. Right. But since, you know, it's more open in the world, it's right. even more open in, in the prison prisons. population. Yeah. So Ooh, it was actually more more of it, it was blatant. And then you think about me, I'm light skinned, I'm not I've never been a fighter really. I'll fight you. Like I, I you know, but I'm scared. His dad, the dude that took us to the jail, and it scared the heck out of me. Oh, the scare straight. Yes. yes. That's what I'm saying. Remember like, those inmates what, were like. I told them the story. <laughs> man. I told them the story. Dudes flashing us. Dudes like, flashing us because they took home you going to get this. That stuck hey, with him. That stuck with me for life. I'm I forgot of- that I had that experience until <laughs> yeah. I was in there. No, <laughs> I was in he there. had it with me. It, it, it came back. I was like, oh. <laughs> he had that with me. I'm like, how man. did that not get you? Like, hey, so yeah. it was a real. It was, it was real, and I was approached by a couple people about joining gangs. Dang. Like, if you want protection, yeah, yeah, yeah it, they didn't say it like that, but it was kind of like, like, uh, so was, I, this is a movie. real life situation. Like, I remember the first time I had to take a shower, um, and the, and 
I was in a section called Badger. Mm. This is a section where like murderers, rapers, and lifers were. So I was like, "What am I doing in here?" Right. <laughs> like you're in the wrong. Yeah, I was like, "Excuse me, God, 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 God." I'm like, "What the hell?" I'm ninety days. I'm ninety days. I'm not supposed to be in protective custody. Like, I put me the whole time in PC. I was like, "Should I hit a cop and then get put in home?" Oh my god! But then, but then that's gonna mess up my evaluation. I mean, six years. So like, everybody in that like. Pod like had like 187 tattoos, devil tattoos, mm. and here I am with just two tattoos. Oh, using the belly of the beast. <laughs> and you got a cross on your. <laughs> you got a cross. Man, that cross has some power. Man. <laughs> I got a little rose on my chest <laughs> and a little, a little cross right here. Oh, oh man! Everybody else tatted up, Dang. and I, I promise you, I'm getting looked at like. Left and what right. are you doing here? You look like an eyeball. Like, huh? You got yeah. soft skin. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> hey, you know what's like funny? Like, you said that. Hey, I, look. I just feel like I'm not. Hey, yeah. hey nah, look, I remember I visited you in county. I'm like, dude, what's, like, you know, none of us been to jail. Yeah. Like, like not even close. I'm like, hey, yo, Diggs, like, what, what's, what's, what's up with this person? Like, how is he? Like, yeah. Man, my face breaking out. That's the first thing you said. Man, my first breaking out. The food ain't good, man. It ain't cool, man. You don't want to come here, B. Hey, we even did the hand thing. I said, hey, before I go, hey, I got it. <laughs> I said, before yeah. I go, you got to put your we hand up on the glass. You guys were on the phone with the glass? Did. Yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, I said, I said really? hey, put your hand on the glass, though. I just yeah. want to do it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I, I remember the first time being in there, and I'm being put in that situation. It's just crazy stuff happening. Like, a lot of people have mental illnesses in there as well yeah. Yeah. like like and those are the people that's crazy and they may not be properly diagnosed so they might be with normal people right and shouldn't be and shouldn't be so there's a shower there's four showers mm. one for the usas the whites the blacks and others or something like that and there's like literally like it looks like 200 people yeah. four showers yeah. and then like i kid you not the showers were clogged so where there was supposed to be a drainage of the water coming off people mm-hmm. in the dirt, you know, are you standing in it? it? It's like this high because it's like drained. a two foot so pool. It's, just, it's oh, excuse me. It's super dark. Yeah. And uh, it, you can either not take a shower wait. and be all the way dirty, or you can take a shower and just have this Get part dirty. dirty. It's, it's like a. It's it's yes. like you step like into, up to your yes. calves. It's up to your calves. And then the bars are not like in San Quentin. They're they're not like windows. It's real bars where you can like. Sing an old little Negro spiritual <laughs> right, song. Right. <laughs> the cans on it, like waiting. <laughs> <in> a- <laughs> so you, yeah. So and it's it's mold. Everyone's I mean, catching staff. It's just unhealthy. It's conditions. super unsanitary. Like it's just really nasty. So and I'm a very clean person. Mm. Um. So I, I like I'm already I'm I'm puzzled because I'm like, all right, do they think I'm black? Do they think I'm USA? Yeah. Do I think I'm other? I'm Mexican. Like, and I remember this black dude said, man, get your light skin itself in the shower. Like, you know where you belong. Yeah. Like, you like go to the go to the black side. Up front, man. And I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, I hope you don't think I'm his chick. <laughs> like, what does that mean? What does that mean? If I listen to him. Wait, hold on. Hold up. Hey, that'd be me, dude. What does that mean? Hey, if be- I listen to him, does that mean... <laughs> Do, do I say I know? Do I say like leave me alone? Like do I, I like do I, do I like I got this? Yeah, yeah. Like, and How then, do I and handle then he, this? Yeah. So for me, um, 
I, I, I felt like God was like, you are not going to win this battle doing anything you think you're supposed to do. Mm. You're going to win this battle doing it the way I would tell you to do it. Humility, Humility. love, honesty. So I didn't go in there trying to act tough. Right. I didn't go in there trying to do anything. I went in there really being about God mm-hmm. because that's all I had. That's yeah. all I knew. And I was like, all right, God, I'm going to try you. Mm. I was like, you better you better keep me good. Let's see what it do. <laughs> see what it do. <laughs> so I, I took the shower, and then, you know, it was certain people from gangs. I think it was Black Gorilla Family. Dude was like, man, when the riots break out. Uh, when the riots y- break y- out. Yeah, because it'd be riots in there, yeah. and it was just, just, it's crazy. So, and then when there's riots, you would have 510, click up with 415 and 70. Like, you'll have different black gangs joined together to yeah. be aligned like for the black people against all these gangs or sometimes it's rivalry within different cities so he was just like when when you know so when prisons are very segregated huh? yeah. yeah oh heck yeah, yeah. heck yeah. yeah heck yeah yeah so um so that is, so the guy several people approached me like hey man you you know when it jump off you better be ready you know like who you rolling with and I would kind of ignore it and be like, oh, okay, I got you. Like, I would say like that because I didn't know what else to say. And I think month two into it, like, a couple people approached me. Like, like they at this point, they see me at, like, Bible studies. Um, they – I somehow I was displaying that I was uh, – I forget because it was, like, 19 years that I was – like, who I was – what I was about. Mm. And I remember one person in particular was like, man, all that God stuff ain't going to work when riots is breaking out. Like – you need to like like make sure pick you side. pick a side. And I remember saying this as clear as day in the most intimidated, scariest way. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> but here, here was my response after that. I, I so I felt God told me to say something specifically. I said, I'm good. Uh the blood of Jesus will cover me. <laughs> and he said that's what i said he said what because i had just read psalms 91 in the bible and it says that when you abide in the secret place of god which means like if i if i make god my dwelling place if i trust him he said that he'll keep me safe mm-hmm. so I, I just read that so when i read it i was feeling good but when i got tested on it like, i was like oh it's coming, coming. <laughs> and, and i said it and his face looked bewildered and he didn't say nothing he just walked off mm. wow he just walked off and it was several incidents, instances where that would happen. And I would just say, the blood of Jesus got me. And it just like looked weird. And I remember reading in my Bible where the Bible says, our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty and pulling strongholds. And what that means is the way you fight this world, in this world is not going to be the way the world, like most people fight in this world. Mm. Um, the way you fight is by standing on my word, standing on my promises, standing on what Jesus has already done for you. And Jesus already got my victory. So God was showing me that you're safe in Christ. Claim it ahead of time. So I just started doing that. And I started doing radical stuff like, so when I when I went to Quentin, when I got arrested, I had like $800 in my, um, I had like six or 800. I had the amount to where if I had anything more, it would have went into like evidence or something right, like that. Right. So I tithe off my commissary. <laughs> so I took, if I had 600, I forget what I had. I took $60 and I kid you not, I made it known. I, I don't know what came over me. Who don't got no food in here? Hey. Right here, folks. Here's a soup. And I did that. 
And some people try to take advantage of it. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> but but I didn't budge on that. I, I didn't I was like, nah, man, I wanna I wanna make sure everybody got something to eat. So I was doing stuff like that in prison where I was giving food away and people are like, you're going to get robbed that way. And I was like, well, if I get robbed, whatever, like, I'm not worried about that. I'm, I was like, I'm just trying to do what God is telling me to do. I felt God was telling me to do stuff like that. Wow. And it was little stuff like that, which got sh- certain shot callers attentions mm. to where they end up befriending me. And I don't know if it, it could be that, that they looked out for me or if that was God's way of him like protecting me through them right? yeah so, so that whole time you was with the uh murderers and all that junk? well i had like eight different cellies uh, so wow. yeah so they I, yeah like you just you get rotated a lot and so but every and i'm every single cellie i had i told god if he keep me safe i'll witness to him wow. so i got all my cellies saved i prayed with all of them some of them got cases because san quentin is also a holding Sell mm. like not everybody who's there is there permanently. Right, right. You can go there and then you can get shipped somewhere else. Right. So some people were like, I'll pray for them and their case would get dropped. And I'm like, I'm shocked because I'm like, dang, God is using me. Like, yeah. and then this, well, like, yeah, this, this confidence came over me to where I felt confident in Him. Mm. And like, just that fear broke off of me. And like, I just wasn't afraid anymore. And then I just rested in that confidence. Um, until it was like 90 days and, and my observation wasn't over. I was like, all right, it's 90 days. They didn't come get me. <laughs> my confidence went away a little bit. They didn't get, I think they got me at like, I lost count, but I think it was like, I was there for like four and a half months. It felt yeah. like, but yeah, so that, that experience was crazy. I, I turned that experience into, uh, an experience to where I took what the enemy tried to destroy me with and I used it for good. Hey, yeah. And when I say the enemy, I felt like I made bad decisions that right, put me there. Right. It wasn't the enemy put me there, but I do feel like there was some customized things that came after me that if I didn't have God, it could have got the best of me. Could've. Yeah, I could have I could have wavered, but that's why I meant like my extreme behavior helped me in this extreme situation. I went extreme for God, right. which is what I needed to counteract the situation I was in. So which led me to the point to where I'm at now. I remember being in jail and I had got a dream. Like, I, I don't know if you guys heard this before, but I shared this testimony before. I had got a dream that I was preaching. And I was preaching at my former pastor's church, Pastor Godot's church. Yeah. His and church specifically? His church specifically. Have you been there before? Um, I think I, 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 I don't know if I've been there before. I think I might have, but I didn't know him. So, wow. like. Wow. I, I had no ties to him. I, I, my mom might have, yeah, my mom might have brought me there a couple times, mm-hmm. but I got this dream where I was preaching, and I was like a youth or young adult pastor preaching in there. Mm. And in in that moment, I, I asked God, "Are you calling me to preach?" And I felt He didn't give me no audible yes. I just kind of felt like that's what He wanted me to do. And then I just started preaching in that prison experience. And then come to find out, they finally assessed me. The guy was like, "You know what?" You're not prison material. I don't even know why they sent you here. <laughs> I'm going to suspend your six-year sentence, mm-hmm. and we're going to reactivate your one-year county time. So I did three to f- I did about four months there, which then I did like another five months at county. county. But then I had cases pending in San Francisco and Alameda. Oh, wow. So I just I did something called – I did something where you can run them all congruent. Right. 
and I forget what it was called. Uh, so I did. I I, I beat all my cases, Frisco, Oakland, and when I got out, I just I ran after God. And and in Frisco, I was preaching. I started hosting Bible studies. I start. Uh, There's people who had HIV in there. People didn't want to mess with them. I embraced them. Obviously, I was making sure they didn't have blood on them or nothing like that. Right. right. <laughs> I mean, that's just my mentality there. Hello. Um, and I just. I turned every experience that I had going to Oakland, Claybank, and San Francisco. I said, I'm about to evangelize and just try to get as many people as possible saved. And I did that. And that was kind of like what catapulted me into realizing that, oh, I've been called to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I embraced that call. And that's where these vows of like, I'm not having sex till I get married. And so I went from not knowing how many girls I slept with being extremely promiscuous to where when I got out of jail, I didn't have sex until I got married. How long was that? I, that was, so I think I got out at 24, 23. I got married at 26. Wow. So I went two to three years um, absence from any sexual activity. I had some masturbation slip-ups. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I, know, I know somebody out there was thinking it, but... <laughs> It was it was like you can count them on one hand <laughs> in that three literally. in that three year span. On one hand, literally. And I felt so convicted. So yeah. But but it was grace because I was striving for that. And then then I locked into a rhythm to where I learned how to manage my sex drive. And I learned that okay, the best way for me to live out this vow that I made to God and my goal of the next woman that I'm gonna have sex with will be my wife. Uh, I start reading books. I start learning that if I'm going to control my sex drive, I have to give it back to the one who gave it to me. So I surrender my sex drive back to God. And I was like, God, I ain't asking you to remove it because I still need it. Help me manage it. And, and that's where I begin to learn how to train my mind. And I stopped going to clubs. I wouldn't right. listen to certain music. Right. I wouldn't watch certain movies that would incite those things that were in me yeah i i, I shifted my lifestyle hey, so like the christian malcolm x did you uh keep a relationship with dj while you were in prison to yeah the yes yeah okay. i uh i did so dj visited me oh he um, did yes yes um and and i made promises to him that, that i kept like you would never uh san quentin he couldn't but like in uh, county he did i was like I apologize to him. I, that's where I apologize for being an immature dad. I was a teenage dad. I did stupid stuff. Man up. Stop crying. Like, I didn't allow him to be vulnerable, and mm. I shifted all of that. Like, as I began to learn who God is and how God wants us to be vulnerable. He wants us to bring the things that bothers him. And where fathers didn't let us feel that that was comfortable, I realized that that was something that God, uh, that's not what he wanted. I began to learn that God is a loving God. He's not trying to condemn us he's here for us and all that different type of stuff so um got out went to church told pastor godot my dream because it was pastor godot who had the dream mm -hmm. and he was like i believe you let me train you up and then uh i went to his school and then i ended up going back to school and getting my my bachelor's degree in theology and then i got my master's in counseling um and i just i ain't looked back since and life is so much better for me on this end like all that other stuff, the sex, the drugs, the party, uh, it gave me momentarily uh, satisfaction. happiness, satisfaction. But 
I feel like our hearts is empty and it's 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 forever wanting. Like you can get a new car, right? And then a year later, you're gonna want a bigger, better new car. You can want this. Once you get that, you're gonna want something else. I feel like our heart is always wanting. It's like infinite in what it wants. So once I realize that God, who has no ending, He's He's everlasting. He's the Alpha. He's the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. And my heart that always feel like it's always wanting something. I was like, to get this fit of this emptiness, I was like, I, I think God is the perfect fit. Because if God, there's no end to him, but my heart is always wanting things that once I give it to it, it wants more. You know what I mean? Um, once I aligned my life up with Jesus, it was like it was a perfect fit. I found peace. I found joy. Didn't mean that I didn't strive for finer things in life, but that wasn't the motivation anymore. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, and then from there, that's that's just kind of how I've been living my life. That's how I, that's how I move now. How how was awesome. it in the beginning, like just with your mindset coming back to like? Yeah, because you us. didn't have the same friends like, that you yeah. had. Yeah, nah, no, but he got the same cousins. You know, you got the same. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, how how was that? Like, um, I on. I knew I I knew that I for me I was willing to be looked as overly spiritual for the sake of protecting this new rhythm that I had. Trusting that over time, people would understand. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's exactly that's, what happened. That's, I was yeah. going to say, that's exactly <laughs> like, what happened. Like, I knew it. I was like, yeah, because like, when you first got out, everybody man, was, it was like, like, this ain't going to stay yeah. here. Nah, you know, when it first out came out, it was like, what's up, Dame? Jesus is good for you today. I'm like, God, yeah. no, Dame, right. I'm just saying hi. <laughs> yeah. like, you know and I, I had to learn how to turn, <laughs> tone it down and, <laughs> and and balance it and, and all of that stuff. But for me, I was just like, I'm willing to be stoned for Jesus to heal me. <laughs> like if, if I got to take one for the team, if I got to right. take one from outside perspective so that I can be the best version of me, I'm cool with that. And that's what any type of change or transition, like remember that one people time come we in season, which what? when we went bowling, it's probably like five years ago, we went bowling and um, I was drinking and I was like, Hey, yo, you want some of this? He was like, nah, dog, you know, I'm like, dog, just being, I'm like, you can have a drink, man. Ain't nobody around here like even trip me like nah, I don't, nah, I be like, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I don't get down like that. I'm like, have a sip. Just, <laughs> have a, be the old dame for me. Just just, 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 for, just for me. <laughs> just have a sip. He like, nah, but you'll never know who's watching, people around. I preach and I just I'm just I'm not even about that no more. I'm like, yeah. all right, whatever. Soon as I said whatever, somebody came up and just Hey, Pastor Damon, I just wanted to say I appreciate you preaching. Now, and he looking at me and saying, like, mm-hmm, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is my cousin right here. This is Brother Brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, 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 what, what were you saying? <laughs> I do. I want to say. Yeah. Remember that? Yep, I do. And like, I, I just want to say, man, I love your preaching and just keep it up. And you know, I was like, oh, I feel like and, and it, from that point on, like, it just taught me a lesson. You respected like, it. Man, like, that was foul of me to do something like that, to yeah. even put him in that position. position. Yeah. And ever and then, since then, I was like, I got respect to do it in this position. And it's for me, a lot of people don't know. It's it's not that I don't want to drink sometimes. Like yeah. I actually like drinking, but it pulls something out of me that I need to keep <laughs> inside. In check. In check. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I, I think there's some, you know, for me, like people drink wine. I don't I don't judge that. For some people they can handle that. But for me, if I open that door, it's hard to come back from that. So I've learned my vices. That you know, drinking, I'm, I got to keep that out of out of my rhythm because if I even do it in a very 
social way, yeah. it, it can open some things in me that I've I've conquered. Do preachers drink socially? I, I think some preachers. I, I know some who may like occasionally drink a glass of wine. It's the thing about drinking. It, it it it's it can be a Christian liberty, but there's more scriptures in the Bible speaking against it than there is scriptures saying go for it. Does that make like sense? Say, but it's not. Yeah. Say say okay. Let me ask you this: Say yeah. if you had a preacher's convention, like just you and a couple other big dogs, yeah, like seven of y'all, yeah, and they they drink and you like that ain't no problem, but then they whip out some weed. What would you What would you think? Like, would you? There still has still, to be a purpose. But you, oh, no, yeah. would you? No, I'm just saying because my whole just... my whole thing is weed is legal. Yeah, weed yeah. is alcohol. What's the difference between weed and yeah. alcohol? But like, it's the substance. Like, yeah, like, I what, well, so for would me, would that look frowned upon? Would a preacher taking it to like what some would think is the next level yeah. versus? That would be very interesting to see seven preachers. I'm just saying, like, I'm just yeah, saying, like, up, I'm up. just saying that yeah. got a bond. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like, a preacher's not gonna be himself around. I mean, when I say himself, yeah. like, you still gotta. Yeah, you saying that I think, and then let's let's be realistic. Let's be let loose, like when they're around amongst each other versus them being a sip of wine versus a hit of weed is gonna hit you differently. It would it. I I would also say like, you said weed is legal. Weed is legal, but it's legal when you when you when you when you a clergy, you're not operating by man's laws. Yeah, it's it's a more. What I'm saying though, if you're gonna take it with the drink. Would that be a next level? So I, I, I agree with um Jump. the doctor here <laughs> <laughs> that like it's some things that are legal in man's eyes are not morally right. You know what I mean? So is it just because it's acceptable versus something um, that's not as acceptable? Well, I'm gonna share the scriptures that guide me from not going there. You know, for me as a as a man of God, I, I, I read scriptures that say you know be sober minded. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Don't give place to the devil. I feel like weed and even alcoholic substance, you can't be sober minded. Yeah. And for me, a lot of my bad decisions Happened came under the from me under, under the, influence. the influence. You okay. know what I mean? Like so uh if 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 you if 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 I identify you as a clergy in my circle and you smoke weed, you're not gonna be in my circle. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna be like, Yeah, you 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 tripping. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Let me let me ask you, man. Uh you know, you was you was you know spiritually raised, yeah, under Godot, yeah. Now you transition, yeah. Like, it's, explain to me how that how that worked for you. Yeah, um, he's still he's still someone who I consider as a spiritual father. So, I transitioned positionally, but relationally, the transition there's not necessarily a transition. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's like a like if my son, which one day he will leave my house and start his family you know what i mean like my uh title as a father doesn't change for him i've raised him up to do that to 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 now lead and empower his life to start his family so my transition with dr g is is similar to that like he he imparted a lot of great things and he instilled some good things so my transition as an associate pastor at real life church is more so like a like he honored me he brought me before the church and was like my this is my son he's he's now god has called him and he trusts that god called me over there because i identify like i I believe the lord is leading me over here and he embraced that and he's like man you're my son and i release you to 
you know, go go do what God is calling you to do. So that's kind of how that transition looked like. That's uh, yeah, yeah. It was a, it was a very healthy transition, and then I also talked to him like four or five months into like what I was sensing. Like, hey, I I kind of feel like my season as a young adult pastor is shifting. You know what I mean? I feel like God is transitioning me to do something different, and I didn't yet know what that was. And then you just knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. Like I've learned that I can just sense when God is up to something, and. Right. And at that time, I was bivocational, meaning I was full-time employee where, where I was working. Uh, I was working for a company called a nonprofit SAC Chinese Community Service Center where I did, like, social-emotional learning, um, and, and, and I led some after-school programs, and I was volunteering at Calvary. So for me, the transition also included, like, a full-time salary as well of something that I was believing God for, which I went to school for. So that's also a transition, like... I think any good parent would, would like encourage a kid to go after something that's going to be best for them and their family. I know all about Sac Chinese. <laughs> I, find it, I find it amazing that they deal with more black kids than anything. Yeah. <laughs> they call Sac Chinese. They be, Ain't that crazy? Yeah, they're they trying to, getting, they're, I think they're rebranding that name to the center now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. be getting all the contracts. I'll be hey, like, man. How you feel versus like, the Steve Harvey dressing preachers versus this. you. <laughs> nah, I'm Are you mean real. like suit and tie? Steve Harvey yeah, be but, sharp now though. No, uh, but you're not a suit you, and tie kind of dude though. Like I, I actually, I have like, I have like seven suits. Nah, but I'm saying though, but like seven <laughs> sharp ones too. Like you're you, not gonna see Steve Harvey in a baseball cap. You're not like you with the, dress hip hop. Like you yeah. dress. Of the culture, he of, the culture. Yeah, like, like, like what? Like your fist? I, where you get that? From? Like, you know what I'm <laughs> yeah. saying? Like you ain't lost that none of your makes swag. You a, lot, yeah. a lot of relatable. Yeah, to yeah I'm saying. Yeah. So like, how do you, how do you feel? Like, like, yeah. like, what made you feel? Had the confidence to be you and preach or what you got on Ver, to all these people? Not that's to be not, like a button. That's up a good question. Yeah, yeah, that's not a part of your generation. Like you, you yeah. What, 33, 35? Woo! Woo! I know, I know. Just turn 35, bro. Why is like you getting closer to us in age? <laughs> I feel it. I'm like, 11, yeah. November 11th? Yes. Dang, yeah, yeah. God, dog. You yeah. Know, dog. I know, yeah. Wow. Dang. Yeah. So how, how do you feel? Like, what, what gave you the audacity? <laughs> <laughs> the the freedom. In, <laughs> your hat backwards. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> a fly coat with a chip. Hey, but look, look what it got on it. Oh, we're going to get into that. Yeah. We're going to get into that. You, know you see it? Yeah, but what, with your skinny jeans on, like, <laughs> what made you feel like this going, I'm going to be me? Yeah. And I'm going to preach to this older generation, younger generation. Yeah. And I'm going to still push that work. Yeah. I, so for me, like, one of the things that I've learned that being right with God is not about how you dressed. Like you can dress holy, but that doesn't make you holy. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like like so it's a term that some of you guys may be familiar with sanctification. Like like in Christ, the blood of Jesus sanctifies me. So I am made right and I'm perfect in the image of God through Christ. And my clothes don't change that. So from that freedom, I can wear my hat backwards. I can wear skinny jeans. I can wear a champion shirt and know that I'm right with God and can still preach the unadulterated gospel as someone who has a suit on. I think that's just a preference. Yeah. Now, I'm also aware of environments that I go into. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So, like, if I'm preaching 
at like a church like Calvary Christian Center, I'm going to be a little bit more conservative mm. because the the, 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 the rela- to, to relate to that group of people, it may be easier for them to digest the truth that I'll bring right. if I'm packaged it in wanna, a way that they can relate to. Yeah, I don't want. Yeah, yeah, saying. yeah. But for me, I'm at my most comfortable element dressing how I like to dress like this. Dude. You know, so yeah, because I seen you preaching like that. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you know so yeah this is him Sunday morning. That's yeah, this this me Sunday morning. He <laughs> yeah. dressed like this. I'm like, God, how you pull that off? <laughs> and I again, know. that's a a lot of people think when you when you get saved that you, you know you got to change the way you dress. Yeah. You got to nah. You can you 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 take what you are and it's just modified in a way to yeah. where it's bringing God glory. So it, it if you are a fashion designer in the world like and you come in Christ, you can still do that. You just now. You're doing that to give God the glory. And you give God the glory not by saying, my fashion is Jesus apparel, which is cool. But you give God the glory by identifying, like, I'm going to do things in excellence. I'm going to have my business in order. I'm going to have integrity. And I learn these principles from God. Like, you begin to identify where you learn these principles for, from. And you you now steward your gift because you know who gave it to you. Hey, you know what's crazy? Like, you said that with dressing. That's how you think about rap music. Yeah. Until you introduced me to mission. Yeah. Like, till then, I was like, this is corny, dog. Like, yeah. he was oh, like, I felt the yeah, same way like, until I knew like, about Lecrae and Andy yeah, Lecrae, Lecrae, but I'm just saying, yeah. but like, I know Lecrae, but like, when you when you first introduced me to somebody that like local, that, like, yeah, yeah. he's a Christian rapper, I'm like, eh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I'll check him out. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard it, I'm like, God, he actually kind of dope. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, but the same mentality I had towards that, I had towards preachers yeah. dressing like, there's no way you can get on the pulpit with what you got on. Yeah. And get accepted. Okay, well, speaking yeah. about mission, don't awaken love oh, yeah. too yeah. early. Uh, <laughs> too don't early. rush it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, speak Let's get that, into man. it. What, what, you, what you got popping off, man? Talk about that. Tell the people. So um, February 15th through 16th, we have a young adult conference called Don't Awaken Love Too Early. And that, that just kind of came from – uh experience in my life i awoke in love too early (laughs) so for me i've learned to have a successful relationship you have to encounter love before you can uh fall in love Mm. so if i don't if i don't encounter love from the one who uh created it then how do i know what i am calling love is love Mm. right you can you can begin to put what you call love on things that's not love you can call bondage love you can call unhealthy attachments love but when you begin to know what love is where love comes from and how to stay connected it's to the source to of love identify it. yeah when you can identify it and in, in, in my opinion love is a person love is jesus jesus is the epitome of what love is so once i encountered god i began to know what love was so when i saw someone like stacy i can identify how to grow love how to cultivate love because i've encountered love so don't awaken love too early is for like also, all those people like myself who had uh, not so good relationships, things ended bad, uh, ended up in uh, heartbreaks, you know, because I think it's easy to give your heart away. It's harder to overcome a broken heart. Mm. And just because you have good moments with somebody doesn't mean that they're good for you. Right. And I had a lot of good moments, but they weren't good for me. Yeah. So um, Don't Awaken Love Too Early is a conference for singles, for people dating, for people engaged, and for married couples. Like we have a, a part of the conference where we have some phenomenal speakers. Shout out to Pastor Matt. Uh, I was finna, Matt and Pam. I was gonna call them Ma'am. <laughs> 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 it's getting late. I'm combining <laughs> their names. 
uh, Pastor Matt and Pam are doing a, 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 a breakout session on marriage, and we have some phenomenal speakers, Cy Rogers, Ontario Green, myself, Stacy, Becky Johnson. We're all speaking on these matters so that young adults can be equipped mm. to pursue love from destiny and wholeness and not desperation and brokenness. Mm. I think a lot of people are doing relationships from desperation and brokenness and the most important decision you'll make outside of giving God your life is the person who you choose to marry. Mm. I feel like the person you choose to marry can make or break your destiny if you don't marry right or they can make it harder to go after. You know what I mean? Because destiny has a rhythm. Right. And not everyone can get to destiny because it's not easy. So I've been able to pursue my purpose and destiny because me and my wife have a rhythm together. So if you pick somebody before you got to know who you are and you pick someone in your pre-know-who-you-are days and you marry them and then you figure out who you are, then you can wake up in the marriage realizing that I married someone who if I knew who I was now then I wouldn't have chose them. Yeah. And then you're living with that conflict. So the conference is helping you like I to. I y'all listen to this. Because <laughs> this, this goes back to what I was saying about trust. Oh my yeah, gosh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah all the, so we was, we was having a conversation about trust. Yeah. And what I was saying to them was if I marry somebody at 19, yeah. I would tell them like, I trust you yeah. for who you are today to me. Mm. But I don't know if I'm going to trust you 10, 15 years from now because I don't know who you're going to be yeah. in 10 or 15 years. Right. Because there's a possibility you might change. Yes. And so I'm telling you now at 19, I'm giving you my unyielding everything. And then at 34, you yeah, you on a whole different path. And they was like, nah. Well, first of all, you didn't say I'm 19. Saying. He tried to clean it up. <laughs> no, I, I did say that. <laughs> I did say that. <laughs> Rewind the tape. Hey, we'll go back you to never the tape. said the age. I did say that. I and did say all that. I was saying was I feel like if you're going in, if you're going into a marriage, not trusting a person. With but your, that's not. That's what we are saying. You say you can yeah, marry somebody. But I'm you don't saying trust. I'm not trusting. That's what yeah, it is. That's what yeah. it said. You I say you, you can should marry, marry somebody, somebody that trusts. We're like, trust. why would you marry somebody that trusts? You like, I trust you now. But I ain't gonna trust you. I'm like, dude, I'm like yeah, because I'm saying sense. I don't so know you shouldn't who you be getting married. Nah, you see how you try to clean it no, up? That's two different I, things. No, no, I said if you don't trust the person that you're with, you should not be getting married. No, I'm saying I trust you in that moment. But I can't guarantee that I'm gonna trust you in the future because I don't know how you gonna shift and change. And then we use them as an example, but but they, right. I think they are examples of two individuals who were, if not in their purpose, yeah. As they've grown together, they've been in the same rhythm, yeah. So so they don't see the as big of a differences in the changes because yeah. they've been growing together. Yeah, there's a rhythm. They have some right. synergy. Yeah. But everybody don't do that. Some people, you yeah. know, what I'm saying, go yeah. in different directions. So that's all I was saying. Hey, let me, let me, this, this, just something I was thinking about, because uh, a couple episodes, we was talking about depression and all that stuff, yeah. and people been going through, do you, how you feel about that? Like depression? Yeah, just people be like, man, I'm just, got some bad energy, just, yeah. I just ain't been feeling good, I things think, ain't going my way, blah, 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 I just been feeling depressed. Yeah. I think. What would you tell that person, just to sum it up? I think depression is, um, it can be a, several things, it can be undealt anger, it can be um, unfulfilled expectations. Mm -hmm. So, like, um, it can be clinical. Uh, I think 
for me, I think we all have moments where we can be depressed, but no one has to stay depressed. So I think staying depressed is a choice. Um, being depressed in moments, th- that happens to all of us. Um, so for me, my I could just speak from my experience. The times where I feel depressed, there's areas where I need to grieve some expectations that didn't happen for me. And if I'm holding on to these expectations and they're constantly not happening, it's making me, the Bible says, hope deferred makes the heart sick, which can be depression. So... There's a hope that I thought was going to happen, a, a expected end that didn't happen, and now I'm mad about that. And and if you don't deal with that, it can start sh- showing up in depression. And um, and depression can show up in a lot of ways. It can show up in isolation now. Like your your behavior can start changing. It can show up in like a ripple effect. Yeah, it can show up in uh, extreme behaviors, binging, acting out. Um, you see a, you see depression happen a lot in. People our age and older that, you know, they're dealing with some internal things. So they're trying to do things that they probably should have dealt with when they were younger, but they're doing it older because they there's some internal things that they haven't dealt with yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a, just to give you a general, yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. hard to like give a specific answer to a general statement. No, nah, I guess yeah. you, nah, you answered it good. Yeah. Hey, um. I got another question. No, hey, you asked me about that, that um, Kevin Hart. Oh, so the latest with Kevin Hart, um, he got picked to host the Oscars. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, people just won't let you be great and they want to <laughs> go pull up your past. Yeah. So um, tweets that he tweeted like 2009, um, homophobic tweets yeah they surfaced and then you know that whole community went bananas Mm. and was like we're not gonna watch he needs to apologize and blah 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 and so kevin hart was like listen because he's already apologized obviously this happened in 2009 yeah and then he was like i'm gonna remove myself from the oscars and step down because i what's happening is bigger than me and I don't want to be a distraction about it or whatever. Yeah. So that's what we were talking about. Like, should he be able to still do it? Is it a big deal or? I don't know. I'm not, I really don't have an opinion on it to be honest. Cause I, I'm not, I haven't, I heard about it, but I haven't really thought about it to formulate a do concrete. You, do you think the thing is, since he didn't say sorry again, then they don't want to, he, he stepped down. Do you think he should say star, sorry again publicly or just it was cool for him to step down for that? How I, do you feel about I, I, To me okay. personally, I never, I think it's always good to apologize for a wrong. But what again if you did, and again, again and again? And again? And again? No, I don't think you got to keep doing it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think, I think double it, back. yeah. But you know what? I, I'm also the type of person that I would double back. Just, like, like, like just, why not? Yeah. If like, you're sorry, why not? Like if that's gonna help someone's healing process, give it to um, them. I'll give it to them. That's what I've been thinking about too. I, I call it. It's, it's, it can be a. It can it's be humble. It, yeah, it's not. It, it's it's an act of humility. However, I'm you know I'm not gonna keep doing that. Like right. if 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 I've done it a I couple done of times, said sorry twice now. Then it comes to a point <laughs> where it's like okay, now there's there's some things you have to deal with if right. you keep asking me to do it over and over and over again. So I've been thinking, is there a difference between saying I'm sorry and apologizing? 
Well, I think dictionary versions saying I'm sorry has more of a negative connotation to yourself. Does that make sense? Like you're taking ownership. Well, saying you're sorry, I think what I was taught is better to just say you apologize. Um, Sorry, it's more like I'm sorry, and and it it means that you're... You are at fault. Uh, right. no, I mean, I think it's, I looked it up before. I think it means something like, let's, let's can we, do we got time to pull it <laughs> yeah, up? Hey, yeah, go ahead. Because <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. feel like when you're saying, I, I don't know, what do you guys think? I ain't never thought about this. <laughs> um, I'm sorry and I apologize. I, I, man, I run into a wall, but like, my bad. Like, <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> to be I honest, su- subconsciously, I, I do. I use them interchangeably. Like, yeah. sometimes I'll say, "I'm hey, you sorry." You ever bumped into something like that wasn't a person? You said, "My bad," before you looked up. Oh yeah, I do that all the time. Like, my fault. To, hey, my damn, that's just a basket. <laughs> Dang, you guys don't got. I don't got oh, good yeah, internet. Oh, yeah, don't, yeah, don't yeah, even yeah. try over here. <laughs> yeah, you in the, yeah, you in the twilight zone. You got service over at your house? Yeah, I was different. I do. That. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, he right by Walmart. Uh, you know what I'm saying? They gotta make sure. So, I, to me, I, I I use the. I try to use apologize because I, I I forgot I did a st- not a study, but I just looked up the difference. It's a good question. I looked up the difference between sorry and apologizing. Sorry. Sorry means feeling distressed, especially through sympathy with someone else's misfortune. Does it have any, you know, it has separate sentences and meanings. I was sorry to hear about what happened to your family. Oh, yeah, that's not the right. I'm sorry. We look in for. a poor or pitiful state or condition. That's the second one. Yeah. He looks so a sorry sight with his broken jaw jaw. So for me, sometimes the way sorry is used is like I'm not in a poor, pitiful state, so I'll, I'll use the word I apologize. Apologize. Express regret for something that one has done wrong. Yeah. So apologize is like... Sometimes it seems more suitable than... Apologizing. I must apologize for disturbing you like this. I can't even remember the last time I said I apologize, I apologize. or I'm sorry. But what I'll say is I'll say I'm wrong. I'd be like, hey, I was wrong on this. So you apologize. I, yeah, that's yeah, insane. No, yeah, yeah. Nah, like, I'm not saying. What's I the word? That's like a time. nuance. Yeah, you know, I'm just it, saying I can't remember the last time I like actually said like. Hey, it said apology is a formal admission of wrongdoing. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's is what usually I just said. Saying, you said that. What, it, what did it say about I'm sorry? I'm sorry is usually seen as being a truer admission of regret. I'm sorry you feel that way. Right? Yeah. Sure. You don't get it. <laughs> there's a subtle there's a subtle difference between saying I'm sorry and I apologize. An apology is a formal admission of wrongdoing. It may or may not be heartfelt. Example, a person may apologize without feeling remorse. On the other hand, saying I am sorry is usually seen as being a truer admission what of What made you ask that? Um well because we're talking about uh, Kevin Hart apologizing again. Oh, saying sorry. Okay. But that has just been on my mind, like, sorry or apologize if it's different. Well, Kevin Hart, though, I don't even think, I don't even think the objective is for him to apologize. I think the objective was to get the black man out. Yeah, well, I don't even think it's just a black man thing. I think it's just people in this day and age look to humiliate other people. And I think that's really what it was, right? Like, and humiliate by exerting their power over you. Mm-hmm. So to be able to say, like, I can make you move yeah. in say whatever sorry. way I want you to move, you know yeah. what I mean? And in this case, I'm going to make you say sorry for something, you know what I'm saying? Even if you've already said sorry for it before. Say so it again. It's not, 
it's not a process because I'm with you. If it's a process of helping somebody heal, then that's it. I'm I'm I'll, with I'll that. I'll do it again. You know what I mean? But I think that. he perceived it as this ain't about helping somebody heal <laughs> as much as it's about like a power move. Yeah, yeah. yeah I got so you. You don't think it has nothing to do with race? I don't think everything at the end of the day, I think, has something to do with race. But I I think that there are examples of white and black men who this is happening to. I think I think more than anything it has has something to do with sexuality where like if you are someone who is heterosexual, you have a certain amount of fame and power, economic power and otherwise that you know when you get in positions like that like I'm not going to be surprised if the next person that they put up if they got some dirt in their past that it get brought up because People are just getting taken down left and right anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think the next person that like that happened to say if it's a white guy and he said, I'm sorry, he's going to look at, they're going to bring back up Kevin Hart. Like he couldn't do this, but this dude did, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I use him as an example. I mean, yeah, That's no, gonna happen. Yeah. I mean, yeah, no, man. I, I, I make him look I like really the bad guy. Kevin Hart cares. I don't think he care either. I think his, I think he's, I think he will only care if his next movie or his next whatever which comes out January 11th, by the way, and I kind of want to see it. You know what I mean? It's like more of a serious role, not a serious role, but it's It's the guy with the wheelchair. He's in a wheelchair. Did you see the preview? I I just saw the preview today, and I I kind of want to see it. Oh, me personally, like. His movies have not been as funny, yo. <laughs> well, because he acts the same yo. in every single <laughs> like, movie. No, right here with it. Like, just, you know what to expect going in. Like, I'm like, he I acts ain't say that. the same in every single yeah, movie. Like but this movie. movie is not a comedy, so that's why yeah, I want to see it. It'd be a good change of pace for him. That's what I'm yeah, saying. This is something he's dope. never done before. Yeah. So I'm. that's why I guess I'm looking forward to seeing it. Because right. never, I've never done it before. Y'all ain't got any more questions for uh, Pastor Giacchino? Nah, man. I, what the people I, call you? Yeah, hey, Dame, I, hey, hey, Pastor Dame. I'm finna say, I, people put respect on your name. I was just finna say, man, I apologize if I was calling nah, you Dame. I, I, I feel like I know who I am, so it doesn't bother me whether somebody calls me Pastor Dame yeah. or Dame. When you introduce yourself to people, what you say? Damien. Mm-hmm. Hey, even know. even if I do it like a, a little church video, hey, hey this what, is Damien. Hey, you know, DJ's friends call you. Uh, I think they just call me Damien. Really? What? Yeah. Nah, you gotta see. Stop we that. we be going back and yeah. forth with this because, oh, like, I feel like I'm kind of young, right? So yeah. I kind of feel like I can't be called Mrs. Johnson because that's just like you let his friends old. call you. Dang. But I feel like I can't let my kids' friends call me by my first. Like name. you're not my peer. Like yeah. you're not my friend. I, so the way I look at, to me, you can. I think there's other ways you can show me that you're not my peer and it, it it for me title of calling me mr or pastor dame is not that way like you you can show me you're just, not my peer in other ways by the way you respect me in terms of i, isn't I think that i think that respect? breaks i think that breaks it does it, for me it don't it didn't, it don't bother me that much it bothers me stacy let them call her stacy well so realistically his friends don't come over at our house like that isn't that so strange that these kids hey, really don't do that weird well, for way. well, you guys know that we're in a blended family, so if they would come over, it'd be on a Saturday or Sunday. But he's with his other family yeah. on Saturdays and Sundays, uh, so right. that you know. But when I've hung out with his friends, I, I think they've called me Mister Damien. Sometimes Damien, it it don't bother me. Mm. Yeah. I yeah. check him, Mister Brandon. 
Ijoma. <laughs> what's your daughter's friends calling you? They call me Ijoma. Well, Bella called you Ijoma. <laughs> yeah, I, like I don't, I don't like the whole. Man, it's just weird to me. I don't like. I, 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 I don't I even just, like. I think called, that. I think that. I, like I think that goes to Brandon. I think that goes weird. along with like suits and dressing mm. how you want to dress. It's just yeah. A, I I feel like it's just. I feel like it's a, a power perception. Thing. I, I mean, See, and I it, look at it as a respect thing. I look at it the like, same reason why all some, of our that's kids, why some people want you. you know, some people, why our kids call you Uncle Dame. Yeah, you like, ain't they like, uncle, but they not about to call you Dame. Yeah, it's just weird. To but have see, my kids come I think up. that's different. But see, why? I, why? <laughs> why? How is that any different? You are their cousin. You they, you my Whoa, kid's cousin. Oh, that okay. I see what I'm you're saying. About all of our kids okay. in the family call Whoa. all of our generations auntie or uncle. Like I see what you're saying. That's like little Marvin MJ coming up to you like Dame. Yeah. I, I wouldn't well, trip. Well, damn, I, but I also feel like if you want to show me respect, then the first time you meet me, you'll be like, Mister. But some people, some people ain't got that though. And but That's and if they and them. if they don't, I don't trip. Like yeah. I work with kids all the time. So yeah. when I work with kids, like one thing that I've learned, especially with working with young black males, is when you come in there to a 14, 15, 16 year old and you like mystery Joma. Yeah, they like turn, you've you already lost respect. built a wall between you <laughs> and them. Right, we're sex you know Chinese, I mean? same so, thing. Yeah. Okay, so in that case, I feel what you're saying that's that, different, yeah. but I'm talking about like Respectable in your home, little kids. Right, I get that, but, but I'm just when saying you're teaching, like they call you Ijoma when you're teaching too? Yeah, like I just, that's just how I roll just in general because for me it's like what's in a title? And hey, you know he a real doctor? Yeah. Yeah, his brother been saying some educated stuff, <laughs> the economic status, and the <laughs> smart guy. Uh, so, so some people would say, like you guys asked, like, how do you feel so comfortable dressing how you dress? Some people think it's disrespectful not to wear a suit. So mm-hmm. I think we all have our versions of what respect and disrespect right. looks like. Um, for me, calling me Mr. or Pastor is not one way I feel disrespected. Yeah, you only got to call me Mr. or Doctor if I feel coming into the situation that you're going to be disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> At that point, before you even get it out, I'm saying, no, it's it's right. doctor. Let's, let's, let's get this right. Yeah, right like, 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 let me, let me, yeah. you know what I mean? Because I'm already sensing that it's going to be some some yeah. disrespect that's happening. But if it if it ain't none of that, yeah. Every, but I, yeah. Everywhere I, I do make, like, my son will call my pastor, Pastor Dean. He will use Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. I teach him that. But I just feel like. But, like, why? But why, why do you teach him that? I teach him that because I just think it's good to lead with that. Like, like for him to start off I, at I, that. I'm, I'm cool with that. But like, I don't, I don't demand when somebody, it. When yeah. somebody, let's, hey, drop that. Yeah. But you set the standard, like. Yeah. But I'm just saying I don't demand that from people who are not like like my kid or or somebody that I would in like you know what I mean like it's a protection mechanism. Somebody knew like like because I'm protection with Ajoma like I went to school and I didn't tell those kids you have to call me this. You know what I mean? I, I feel like they respected me in their own ways. But y'all coming from a different position of like reaching out to kids and getting got them you. to buy but in. But growing up in school, I no, I'm saying like y'all, Mr. y'all, or Mrs. but both of them are teachers. coming from a buy-in position, not like just random. Isn't for me? It's not even a buy-in position. For me, it's just that in my interactions with adults throughout my life, I feel like when they when they are insistent upon those titles, majority of the time those are the people that get hung up on power. 
So the Mr., the doctor, the, you know, Esquire, the whatever it is that you're trying to get me to call you before I say your name, that's your way of exerting some type of power or superiority over me. I ain't mad at the Mr. I, I agree with you. That's why these kids don't call me Mr. Brandon. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, so, you know, it, like, I mean, so there there is a respect thing there, but it's almost like in that Mr., you are acknowledging that 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 I am in some respect superior than you. And that's and that's the reason why I don't use because I don't want nobody to ever feel like, oh, he thinks he's superior to me or to feel like, oh, I'm inferior to him as a, as it relates to this title that I have to. So Are I can see like when I'm it, an adult. Yeah. Huh? Are you a kid and I'm an adult? That's how I look at it. But see that but see for me, I that's 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 the thing is like why does it why why is there a difference in respect between me and a child? I'm not it's saying not, I can't respect a child, but you're a child. Right. I'm a grown person. I'm okay with a child saying he's young. Like it, it like to me it, it like if a child says or like when Bella be like, Hi Joma, I'll be like Hey, Bella, like, it, it all... He gonna be like, it's Dr. <laughs> it don't make me feel no type of way. She, she tossed back and forth between Mr. Ujoma and Ujoma. I just think it's funny when she called you Ujoma. <laughs> but when the, so the boys always call me... They call you Mr. Mr. And I always notice it, and it always... It always makes now, me Now, if the adult be like, it's cool, you don't gotta call yeah, me that. You can it. call me Ujoma. I, I roll different. with it because I know how y'all raise them. So I respect that. But every time they be like, Mr. I be like, man, get out of here. Say with that. that then. <laughs> like, that's your job and your position as an adult to be like, Jesse Jump. But oh, that's, yeah. that's, you know, but like I said, I think it's a safety thing because, or a protection thing because, especially for our, for a, a young black child, when you go into a situation with other adults, they already thinking we coming in wild and disrespectful. So you lead with the sir, the ma'am, the mister, the missus, because it 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 inserts a level of respect or a level of home training that I think a lot of folks just automatically feel like we don't necessarily come into situations with. Yeah. I, I've been in environments like even in church settings where I'll go in a more contemporary setting. They don't call pastors pastors. They call pastors by their first name, but they're super respectful kids. Mm-hmm. And I've gone in uh more urban settings where you know you see the kids calling them bishop and mister i think i think it's good to be flexible like if you need to insert that go for it but in some settings i don't feel like i believe it depend on the setting like 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 at, at, at school i may depending on the type of kids i'm dealing with i may say call me mr damien but if they feel comfortable to call me damien and they show me they respect me by when i'm going over the lesson and they're following along they're not talking during class. I like that form of respect more so than calling me Mister or whatever. So I I set out like when my when I led my classes, I set out other guidelines to where you can show me you respect me apart from just the name aspect. Right. I would also tell my kids to know their audience. So yeah, when I work, that's really yeah. what it boils down. To. When yeah, I work, I, I hear you saying. I think fluent with it. Yeah. When I worked with Valel, I would always allow the kids to call me Ijoma. But I was like, if these people walk into our space, you need to switch to mystery, Joma. Because when they walk into the space, if they don't hear the mister, like it's going to throw them off. 
they not gonna understand what we doing in this space because yeah. that's where they coming from. Yeah. So if, if the principal walk in the room, it gotta be Mister, because if the principal, the, yeah, if the principal yeah. don't hear that, he might be like, what what's is, going what's on going here? On? Wait, wait, like wait, YouTube, wait, wait, you know what I mean? Hold on, what's we going shutting on this here? down. So you know what I'm saying. But anyway, yeah. And one more thing, man. Tell people where they can um, get tickets to. Oh yeah, don't, don't awaken love. love. Yes. What number is this? Like what this is so it's year seven, but it's conference number three. So the first four years were just kind of like more one day events. Okay. And it evolved. God blessed it, and we. And you, this your yeah. baby, right? Yeah. He got merch. Baby. I got <laughs> merch. Yes. You know what I'm yes. saying? <laughs> Albums. He got yeah. a, you know. First of all, you know, did you know we was in a music video? Oh, oh yeah, y'all was. That. That's <laughs> right. I didn't know that. Okay. Uh, okay. He was my drummer. Right. Oh, oh, <laughs> this is really turning hey, into some step yeah. Y'all like worldwide. He was, he was my drummer. <laughs> Check uh, it out. Don't awaken love. We yeah. in there. But that you was can so you, much fun. You can get tickets. Uh, Dalta uh, D A L T E Conference dot com. Um, so yeah, tickets on sale. You can get both albums on iTunes. Uh, one. Uh, what is it? Volume one, Don't Awaken Love Too Early, and then volume two is just Dalta. So, yeah. Right. And Sunday be? morning. Sunday Saints, morning, you can come Saints check time. us out at Real Life Church um, in the Thomas, where we do life real. No, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Real, son. I like that. Come <laughs> as you is, son. Is you preaching every Sunday? No, 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 no. We have a, a phenomenal uh, uh, senior pastor, Pastor Dean, great communicator. Um, so, him, myself, and a, a few other pastors. Where it's like a teaching team. So we you make we, the we right move, huh? You make the right move in terms of what? Go in there. You gotta say yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think both moves are good. Like being at Calvary for eleven years without that, I wouldn't be where I'm at. Where you're at, at now? This. Yeah. So both are a great season. So I'm enjoying this season and love that season equally. But they both. Are providing different nutrients that I need for mm-hmm. my destiny. So what's, what's your name on IG so people look you up? D Jaquino. Yeah, yeah. So you know what I'm gonna I'm I'm tell by the listeners, see how many people hey, follow me after. No, I got you. Like, yeah, what? yeah. D Jaquino. So it's D G I A C C H I N O. We're gonna have all this in yeah. the in the description to oh, sell okay. folks out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So well, thank you so much. Hey, guess what? What? This is episode 20. Oh, hey, yeah, yeah. 20 deep yeah, up in that. Yes, <laughs> that's what's up. Are y'all going to do like a, a anniversary party at some point? Man, Man. We, we're thinking we about it totally for a year. 20, yeah. like how many months? Like, no, at a year. Nah, nah, at a year. Okay. If we did something, we would do something. Is this podcast year. 20 or a week 20? This is, this is, this is podcast 20. 20 and week 20. Oh, so, so you got you like like yeah. it is. Yeah. Oh, that's what's 20, up. Y'all yeah. in a row. Well, yeah. Consistent. Y'all yeah. professionals. Yeah. 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 We, <laughs> we, took a, we took a week off there. But you know it saying? about killed him that week off we took. Yeah. Yeah. He had a lot to talk about, though. Nah, I, just got like, back I just like doing this. It's fun, yeah. You guys are doing a good job. Yeah, once we get a year, once we get close to that year, yeah, we'll have a celebration, man, because it's, it's really my, been uh, party hat and put a labor of love. Yeah, we got a couple of things up our sleeves. We want to do. Yeah. yeah. Once again, man, thank you for coming out. Oh, thank you for having me. Man. Honored, loved yeah. it, had fun. I'm pretty sure we're gonna get a lot of uh, hits on this one. 
man, I think this might be the first cuss free podcast. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you dropped a couple of Negroes in there. I'm saying, I got my auntie listening. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you dropped a couple of bombs, <laughs> but hey. But yeah. nigga ain't a bad word. Hey, depend on, depend on the audience, depend on the crowd. Mr. Mrs., you know, yeah, just depends. Mr. Mr. Mrs. That's a good one. I know the audience, you know. Touche. That's a good one. don't say that in front of preachers, but you know you do. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's what you do. That's how you were raised. Yeah, yeah. all right. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> all right, y'all. We out. Peace. We out. Holla. Peace.